Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Wednesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program, and it is day two of our broadcasts from Dubai. And today we are at the uh, Chabad Synagogue here in Dubai under the leadership of Rabbi Duchman, who will meet, of course, a little later on in this broadcast. And uh, we have had, in a short period of time, we have had quite a rich experience uh, on the ground here in the UAE, uh, both enjoying the sights and sounds of the general community and getting a very interesting perspective of what's happening here uh, in the Jewish community and especially in the tourist community with so many people visiting from Israel and other places after the signing of the Abraham Accord. So a big thank you to all of our sponsors and a big welcome to all of you around the world who are tuned in, and especially our audience in the New York and New Jersey area. It is day two of our broadcasts 
from the UAE. I say good morning to Miriam El Wallach. Good morning, Nahum. And we are uh, we are set to uh, begin with a great list of guests mm-hmm. and a whole host of important information for people to keep in mind. First of all, we have to note the setting where we are. Uh, we are in the beautiful outdoor garden uh, right outside the main uh, Chabad synagogue here in uh, Dubai. Uh, Rabbi Duchman and his family and his staff have provided a uh, a big dose of hospitality mm-hmm. to us. In fact, one of the people is right to our right, who's documenting our big thank you. A big <laughs> dose of hospitality. And an uh, excellent breakfast. An excellent breakfast <laughs> for all no those joke. who attended Chakras this morning. And I have to note that um, that it, it's it's easy to ignore certain members of the media these days because this place is so overrun with people from around the world telling this story about the UAE, especially reporters and and, and members of the media from Israel and from the Jewish community worldwide, uh, that, you know, we show up, we could just be, you know, regarded as one of a whole group of others. Right. Uh, but that's not how we're made to feel here. We've ma- been made to feel like real guests um, with tremendous hospitality and a lot of generosity. And I thank everybody here who's been helping us as we've uh, set up and uh, started to broadcast this morning here at JM in the AM. Well, you know how we start. We start the big thank you. Our uh, chairman is Ralph Rosenbaum. He's with us. He's with us today, and he'll uh, no doubt speak with us later on. You think Ralph's still going to be up after this trip is over to come with us on another trip? That would be an interesting question. That's interesting. We're running them ragged. We are. I mean, <laughs> so I this know. lifestyle is not for normal people, and I would qualify Ralph as a normal person. Well, we'll have agree to agree or disagree. I agree, but we'll have to ask him that question. Okay. So, Ralph Rosenbaum and Rosenbaum Financial Services, our friends at Aaron's Casino Farms in Queens and Aaron's West Orange in New Jersey. Uh, we keep saying that they're uh, they are a wonderful shopping experience. In addition to that, and all the great specials and wonderful things you'll find at Aaron's, they're getting everybody ready for Hanukkah. Uh, with delicious baked goods and uh, incredible decorative items that will enhance your Hanukkah celebration. So check them out in Queens at Aaron's Casino Farms and in New Jersey at Aaron's West Orange. A big hello and thank you to our friends at the Jewish Unity Initiative, including Simon Jacob, who will hopefully join us later, and Dr. Joe Rosazada. I want to thank Morty Getz and everybody at ChopEichlers.com. Quite a commitment they've made to this journey for us to broadcast from the UAE. Mayor Kruder is here, our photographer with Kruder.com, K-R-U-T-E-R.com. He's uh, one of the reasons you're seeing a whole bunch of stuff on social media. You can follow M. Kruder on uh, Instagram and, of course, follow us at the Nahum Siegel Network on all of the uh, social media sites. And if we look good, by the way, it's because Kruder makes us look good. So if you want to look wow, good. Wow, Mayor Kruder with the ultimate compliment. By the way, do you think that Mayor's mom is offended that you've renamed her Mayor? No, apparently that's his name. Really? Yeah, that's why. Oh. So I'm trying to get into his Got good it. graces by pronouncing the name properly. So Fabulous. So Mayor Kruder, uh, in fact, enjoys the fact, and I'm sure his mother does as well, enjoys the fact that his name is being pronounced in front of thousands the proper way, and I appreciate you pointing that out. No, no, it's my pleasure. Yeah, it gave me a good opportunity to uh, to dis- plug my ears. To, to, to <laughs> well, it and gave me to good plug opportunity. It, it gave me a good opportunity to mention how we're doing that properly, and yes. to say hi to Mayor's mom, who you may recall was the winner of a big of contest. Of course, I do. Uh, and it was Hanukkah, wasn't it? Wasn't that a Hanukkah contest? I, I don't think know, it Nahum. It's everything's a blur. Um, I want to thank Ariella Steinreich and Steinreich Communications, Cross River Bank, Jules Gade, and Phil Goldfeder, and of course all of our regular sponsors, including uh, the Rothenberg family at injurylawyer.com and so many others. So we've had this uh, really amazing first full day 
um, that culminated with our broadcast yesterday. And this is like a cup runneth over kind of a day. Yeah, this is a uh, th- and not only runneth over in terms of uh, it, it being a big follow up to our. I gotta new- tell you, with that fly bothering yeah. you like that, you're like Mike Pence. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, Thank you. But in addition to that, we have a full full day today with a lot oh. of hours of programming, and everyone will be treated to a Wednesday and Thursday JMM eventually, and of course our live lunch program. And your show is already uh, uh, taken care of, and you'll have that with all the women power that you mentioned, and that'll yes. be happening uh, on Thursday at 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time. So that is the uh, that is the story here. Uh, we have uh, we have a theme song for this trip. It's we all, do. It's all about Salam, and it's done by Arye Kunstler. And it's fabulous. And it is fabulous. And it's one of my best ideas ever. And I just want to recap yesterday's shows. We had yesterday's show, we had a, a bunch of fabulous guests, but the highlight of the show was what? Hmm, let me think. When you when you suggested that possibly my idea of asking Arie Kunstler to record this song and let it be our theme song was a great idea. Yeah, it that's was, my takeaway from yesterday's it, show. It was a great idea, and we'll have a, uh, a, and a, and a and we'll have an opportunity to hear it again in just a couple of minutes here at JM in the AM. So we're in. We're, <laughs> Yeah, that bug is bothering it you. It certainly is. My the, oh, word. And there's gonna this, be a, there's gonna be a meme about it with this, you and this fly. And there's this beautiful outdoor location yeah, where we're gorgeous. sitting right now. It is absolutely beautiful. Yeah. I'm told another minion is gonna be starting because remember everybody, we're doing this Wednesday show early, early Wednesday here in Dubai, and there'll be another minion starting in this area in just a few minutes. And I was impressed by the number of people who are here, and I was listening to Rabbi Duchman in his uh, in conversation with one of the other media sources a few minutes ago. Which was very unlike you. Uh, well, yeah, well, yes. I, I wanted to make sure to stand there so we can get things rolling right afterwards. Oh. But anyway, okay. and he mentioned that uh, there was a time when, I don't want to use the word struggle, and I'm sure he'll speak for himself when he's on later, uh, but there was a time when, you know, having 10 people here would not be unusual. 10 would be the number that they would be looking for, obviously, and that would be the number that they would have. Uh, but now, because of what's happening with the I- incredible influx of tourism and business tourism to the UAE, there are scenes here in the Chabad of Dubai that are similar to what we saw this morning, which is, I don't know, between 50 and 100 people in and out so far, That's I would crazy. say. Something like that. Uh, I know and, of course, we're all looking at each other like, do I know you? Yeah. And you it's know the it, worst game of Jewish But a lot of people did know us, I must say. Yes. And it was, it was mean, very interesting that... The Katz is from Israel, and Dove Colton was here. Right. And uh, and there were people who were listeners. And one person was funny. One person um, uh, asked the rabbi after he announced that I was here. He said, he said, you know, like, who is this? And the rabbi described him who I was. And then the rabbi turns to me and says, you don't have, uh, you don't have listeners in France. And then I turned, <laughs> I turned to the gentleman oh, and I said word. that we were the ones who did the concert of Le Vectoire five years ago. It was all of a sudden, all of a sudden, that whole dynamic changed. All of a sudden, you were the <laughs> king so of uh, it Dubai. Was very, yeah. It was very funny that I was able to pull out that card here. We pulled out that card in some unusual places. Correct. And then, and elevators. Correct. Elevators and the Empire the State ele- Building. Right. The elevator at the Citadel. Correct. When that gentleman. Not the Citadel. At um at the um oh it was a citadel yeah, right I was waiting for you to get there right but it was a it citadel, was citadel. <laughs> right where this total right where he saw our shirts, saw our shirts from single network and then you said La Victoire or whatever it was right. and this total stranger starts hugging you I'm like what is <laughs> happening in this elevator and do you remember the Empire State Building we were sure. on top and they were and the gentleman was talking to us about oh yeah I remember that concert in yeah. France yeah that was pretty amazing anyway by the way i just want you to know that our listeners don't appreciate the fact that there's a new addition here to the nahum seal now well, i bought myself this gift for this trip yes this is a uh, a big clock a big digital clock we're just going to call it the big clock right okay which and happens to be a minute off now because i lost my phone but now 
<laughs> right, but that's not the clock's fault. Correct. Right. So the clock is the new addition to our production. Right. We are going to have this clock going until it's 9.15, 12 hours from now. What does that mean? Meaning like this is the full day we have packed. We're going to watch this clock. Yeah, but just not 9.15. I, yeah, well, I don't know what time we're totally going to finish. Oh, you're right. Uh, 9.15 yeah. Dubai time, you mean. Yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah 100% right. This yeah. is going to be a 10 to 12 I'm hour. I'm talking to you. Right. I know that it's 6.15 right. in your time, but I'm to 6.14. This is going to be a 10 to 12 hour broadcast Correct. day, and I wouldn't trade it for anything, especially since we have an opportunity to. No, we're marathon runners. Well, All right, I'm a marathon runner. And there's time to rest on the way back. And, Correct. Uh, and, then, and then don't forget, everybody, Friday, first day Hanukkah in studio at JMN back in New York City. With another Please lineup. God. Please, Please God. Please God. Shh. Yeah, with another full lineup. <laughs> it seems we're always dealing with No, I wasn't lineup. shushing you guys. You guys talk as yeah, much as you want. I was shushing him. It's fine. That um, was awkward. Okay. Anyway. It's going great with the locals. So, <laughs> by the way, by the yes. way, by the way, I haven't spent a tremendous amount of time at Chabad's around the world. Right. I haven't spent a tremendous amount of time at Chabad's in general. Right. First of all, this structure is gorgeous. Yeah, it's beautiful. Here. It's absolutely gorgeous. And there's the school right there, right. which is great. Um, and the Emirati flag, which, which, yeah, hanging everywhere. It, it is seems, literally. In there's a tremendous, obviously, there's a tremendous sense of nationalism, a tremendous sense of pride. And while we were setting up our mobile studio, we were offered an Emirati right. flag. And when we said, "Well, do you also have an Israeli flag?" They were like, "No, we we live here." Right. Right. And that to me was incredible. Yeah. Well, I hear that, and therefore the only flag we're flying actually is the NSN flag. Correct. Which is behind us for those of you who have the. Uh, Ability to see our background today, which I'm sure you'll see all over social media. In fact, the, it's very possible a lot of these photos will be up before we even broadcast the show back in New York, before it actually airs. Well, Cruder's that efficient. I would think so, yes. because uh, if the show is on between 6 and 9 a.m., remember now, for us in the United States, it's just after midnight. So, there's yeah, time. Th is the time difference, by the way, throwing you off? Yeah, I'm getting used to it. Well, we're leaving. So don't get used to it. Oh, in that way? No. no. So one of my kids asked me that question this morning. They said, how's your jet lag? I said, honestly, I think it's going to be worse on Friday night. Oh, Friday night's <laughs> going to be a disaster. But it is now. in the middle of 4 o'clock in the morning for us, my youngest FaceTimes me. Oh, now, wow. it happens to be that I was up. Why? Because someone was screaming like a hilaria in the hall in the middle of the night mm. at a quarter to four, which woke me up in the hotel. But I, 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 said, I answered the FaceTime, and I said to her, Mama, it's four o'clock in the morning here. She's like, no, it's not. I'm like, oh, yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I know this whole nine-hour thing is throwing everybody off, but yes, it is. For her, it was 7 p.m., I assume. Yeah, she's like, why? It's just fine here. I'm like, right. Right, kid. It's all good. Arya Kunstler has the theme song for our journey to Dubai and the uh, analysis of the entire Abraham Accords and the UAE and this incredible peace that now exists officially on paper between Israel and the United Arab Emirates. And this is the theme from Arya Kunstler. You're listening to a Wednesday morning broadcast, and this is JM in the AM. <laughs>
shines bright. The free town ain't a fire in a world like this. So we pray for the city with a fire on our lips. Yerushalayim, we see all the other lands truly need thee. Whether or not an embassy, sympathetic empathy will bring us to a greater peace. Uh, Cause we're the glory of the East. God's greatest gift runs deeper than the sea. Love and justice and truth we preach. Even on a short hand, we still reach. J.M. in the A.M. Good morning. Oh, sorry about that. We'll get to our goal watcher later on. <laughs> Didn't mean to jump the gun on that. I was going to say, we have an early Rabbi Goldwasser? <laughs> I didn't get that programming change. Um, J.M. in the A.M. in our uh, Wednesday broadcast from Dubai. Now, uh, you know how uh, the world of radio is always fluid? You know that there's always a... Um, you got to go with the flow. Yeah, there's a fluidity. That's funny. Thank you. You've used that expression before on the air. Uh, there's a fluidity. In the same way? No, there's oh. a fluidity to our broadcasts, mm-hmm. and um, and Jason Greenblatt, who is the assistant, uh, just recently was the assistant to the President of the United States and Special Representative for International Negotiations, is going to join us. We thought that was going to be live, face-to-face. Uh, it'll be via telephone, and that's going to be during this program. Originally, we were hoping that he would actually end our broadcast with us from Dubai, uh, yes, uh, tomorrow rather, uh, but what's happening is he's going to be uh, calling in um, at about um, uh, 8 a.m. Eastern time uh, for that conversation. So he will, in fact, uh, uh, join us. We'll have an opportunity to speak to him. There's no doubt he has a perspective on this, I'm sure, that's unique and one that's uh, that he could describe to us in its historic context. T- context rather, And uh, we'll do that coming up later in this show on the Wednesday, J.M. in the A.M. So note that, everybody. And um, if you were anticipating that would be tomorrow, it's, in fact, going to be today. And we look forward to speaking with Jason Greenblatt Later on during this show, uh, we'll have a chance to speak to Rabbi Duchman. This is a, uh, you know, it, it's funny. We talk about uh, Chabad being everywhere. We talk about Chabad being uh, in, in, in every major or small city around the world and having a presence. Uh, this is a very impressive presence that they have here uh, in uh, Dubai, to say the least. It's also a combination, by the way, of, of classic Chabad hospitality and Dubai, the the what we've been discussing and we've been describing throughout the the programming as this unique um, hospitality and warmth that we've been feeling since we basically boarded the flight. So you're saying there's two elements here. I am. There's that usual Chabad element of outreach. Right. And making people feel at home. And then there's this Emirati attitude that we're going to be as welcoming as possible to guests from around the world. And again, not in an overwhelming way. It's just there's a there's a tremendous polite amount of warmth. and a dignified ma- manner right. and yes in a very warm manner. And when you were um, speaking with Floor yesterday, right? Um, Floor is is she's wonderful, right? Um, but she was also discussing how she just you know she feels so comfortable here that the for her she had mentioned during um, you know just to tease that's life which will air tomorrow as I it, we I recorded it 
yesterday evening right. um, that she mentioned that when she was here on her first trip, she was here for eight days, but she felt like she had been here a lifetime and she felt so comfortable and, and, and she didn't want to leave. And so she's excited about bringing her family. They're coming for Hanukkah. She's excited about bringing her family because they get to experience that warmth and that generosity and that love and that commitment to this new relationship that she has so quickly, you know, unbelievably quickly helped to foster that um, I, I do believe that while we have been shown, you know, the red carpet at a number of different locations, there is something different about Dubai. No question about it. It's a very interesting place. And uh, a lot of the things that we anticipated were, in fact, not true. And a lot of the things that we anticipated oh, yeah. uh, were more true than we originally thought. And it's very interesting to see all this play out during our visit. Uh, 6.30 in the morning. It's JM and the AM on a Wednesday. I thank everybody for tuning in. Thanks to all of our sponsors and thanks to all the people who made this trip possible. Uh, our chairman is here witnessing the... Uh, the goings-on as we um, as we present a Wednesday JM in the AM. That's Ralph Rosenbaum, Rosenbaum Financial Services, TaxCPA2.com, TaxCPA2.com. And we have more coming up. Here's Yaakov Shweki at JM in the AM. Shit.
צועד במעלה השדרה, חושב על דברים שכאלה, שאחרי שקיעה יש זריחה. שוב יוצא אל הדרך, בצלילה אל תוך מחשבות. גם שלמה בשירו אל המלך, הרגיש אותם רגשות. כי מים רבים לא יוכלו לכבות את העבר. מים רבים לא יוכלו לכבות. מים רבים לא יוכלו לכבות את העבר. מים רבים, מים רבים. בחוץ כבר שקלה השמש, ובפנים נדלק לי האור. פנס שמאיר את הדרך, אליך לחזור. כמו אייל על אפיק של מים, כמו מדבר הצמא לגשמים. ושלמה שידע שבעתיים, כתב בשיר השירים, שמים רבים לא יכלו לכבות. Selection from Ruli Azrahi, uh, Mayim Rabim, here at uh, JM and the AM. Wednesday morning, so we were just uh, a moment ago speaking with um, uh, a network that's described as a Persian, uh, as, as a network that's um, based in London, but, um, but is um, aimed at, per- at the Persian-speaking public. Mm-hmm. And they were asking us about the, uh, asking you. Yeah, about the purpose of this right. trip and why the Nahum Siegel Network is here. And I was explaining that um, uh, that our audience 
uh, our worldwide audience, but specifically the one in the United States, uh, is appreciating more and more how warm a peace this is between Israel and the UAE and that we have been here on the ground with our own eyes we've seen, our own ears we've heard, um, as you experienced yesterday during the show, uh, just how warm a peace it is and just how different it is than other peace agreements and how different it is in terms of history, in terms of how historic this moment is in Jewish history. Um, so it was interesting that, uh, you know, we, of course, find networks from around the world fascinating. I think they found us fascinating that we came all the way 7,000 miles just to report on this story and to help help to get this into the uh, into the um, uh, minds of the Jewish public back in the U.S. But I think also... How significant this is. Right, sorry, but I, I was going to say that I, I think also there the, there's an overall surprise... When you were asked what has the response been from our listenership right. regarding the broadcast and the information that we're, we're basically transmitting, and shall we say the misnomers were debunking, um, there was there's surprise expressed by so many of our listeners as to the tenor of the conversations and that warmth, because that's not what we have been, I don't want to say led to believe, but we, what we would be assuming. Right. And yet, that's exactly what we're experiencing, and that's what we're hearing from both sides. There were a number of guests who came by the broadcast yesterday who could not come on air for a variety of reasons, whether it was political associations and high profiles and people who needed to be cleared by their government, et cetera, et cetera, for whatever reason. But they're, they, they would have loved to be on and to tell everyone that their viewpoints, their, their perspectives and how exciting this is and how, I mean, Ariella was back and forth with a number of different notables, um, some of whom will still be on the, today and tomorrow's broadcasts, but a variety of recognizable and, shall we say, visibly recognizable people who are who are so overwhelmed by this exciting relationship and already feel like family. I was uh, most disappointed that uh, one of the gentlemen who you're referring to um, in, in full in full Dubai garb um, that represents and, and reflects this area of the world. Uh, and his status. Yeah, has been, has been so, and he has been so outspoken on social media about Israel and peace and mm -hmm. the relationship between the UAE and Israel. And unfortunately, he's been targeted um, by some certain social media sites and by uh, enemies of Israel uh, as being too peace-loving. Let's put it that way. Right. And I was so sorry we couldn't get him on the air. He, was, he hesitated to do it. Uh, but we did have an opportunity to meet him. We had an opportunity to take some pictures with him. And that's just one example of who you're referring to, somebody who's really, I don't want to say risking their lives, because I don't know if it goes to that extent, but certainly is out there. Risking uh, relationships. Yeah, is out there in the arena of peace and the arena of uh, love of Israel, uh, and is certainly criticized for it. And his, his Twitter handle, his entire Twitter account was taken down right. um, as a result of this outspokenness and and support for this relationship and i was glad we were able to at least convey to him privately yeah how much we appreciate what he's doing and uh and to say god bless you to him and to uh encourage his uh, his actions and to let him know that they're not for naught let him know that they're very much appreciated by people like us and others and he got a shirt the world and he did get, <laughs> he did get an nsn <laughs> dubai 2020 shirt this that. is becoming by the way this shirt is—it's a thing. It's a commodity. Nice. It's a big deal. It is. It is. Um, 
What would you say? It's a limited release. It's a limited yeah. edition. The limited, limited edition. edition. Yeah, only if you have this shirt can you prove years from now that you were part of these broadcasts. Simple <sighs> as that. We should have numbered them. That's a good idea. Well, it's only a good idea now. I've already given out a bunch. I want to remind everybody that in hour number three this morning, we will hopefully hear from Simon Jacob. In fact, I'm going to ask you to be in touch with him because I offered him uh, to join us at a quarter after the hour in the third hour. But I think that the uh, uh, that that's not going to be realistic because now we've inserted into the show in the beginning of the third hour, Jason Greenblatt, assistant to President uh, Trump and special representative for international negotiations uh, for President Trump up until just a couple of months ago. And uh, we're going to get his perspective. He'll join us via telephone. Uh, we originally thought he'd help. Uh, he Actually, we originally thought he'd be concluding our broadcast with us on Thursday. But instead, he'll be joining us today on Wednesday here at JMAM. Also, our by Levy Duchman and no doubt others from the Chabad here in Dubai are going to be joining us a few minutes from now as we get that conversation started. We are in Dubai, words we never would have believed. And we're broadcasting from a beautiful outdoor location right outside the Chabad house uh, in Dubai, the UAE. And we have a lot of questions, Rabbi Duchman, and it's all coming up if you keep it here at JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M., we're having a generational uh, discussion here in our mobile studio at... Um, we're fighting with the youngins. ...in Dubai. Old people. Because the younger people are, are contesting that there's no reason, even if we're recording things in advance, there's no reason not to post those pictures and the documentation early or, you know, many hours before it's actually going to be broadcast. When and did we, he become young people? And we, of course... And we, of course... Um, uh, are arguing why would one do that when you know the real time of the show is about to, you know is is going to start at at the regular time let's put it that way right this isn't theater in so. that we're faking the fact that this show is being pre- i mean so what we've done now is we've put Yoni Pollock in charge of making decisions like this oh because gosh. because he's in charge of our social media and he'll be able to decide that's where we are if now. it's a good idea or not uh Jason, that's where this network is now that's right Jason Greenblatt is going to be joining us later on 
um, and uh, he will um, uh, speak with us uh, in the third hour this morning here at JM and the AM. Ralph Rosenbaum is the chairman of the UAE Journey with the um, NSN JM and the AM team, and he is here witnessing all of this this morning. Good morning, Ralph. Good morning, Nacho. Did morning. you have an enjoyable time so far here at Chabad in Dubai? I've had a very enjoyable time, uh, if I may be a be bit to... Uh, we came, we did a little davening, we sat down for breakfast. I met two people speak English to me. One is from Connecticut. The other gentleman is from New Jersey. One is an attorney here on a conference. The other gentleman uh, said he was in Connecticut. They, they, they said, you have to re- do remote, remote, remote work. He decided to come to Dubai. He's gone to other places. And he's actually, he's actually here in Dubai, Dubai and roaming, seeing the sites, and doing remote work at various times. It's, it's very Did you pick up any clients, Rolf? <laughs> no, I did not pick up any clients. You know, I if you were it. with Cruder, the person you were sitting next to would have had 3 million Instagram followers just by <laughs> happenstance true. and would have no. been, I don't know, a beauty queen. And Instead, you got a lawyer from New Jersey. I got All right, a lawyer whatever. From a lawyer from Jersey, so. Hang out more but with Cruder and you see interesting people. I, I, that I, I have met interesting people that he has met, and I'm very surprised. I know he's it. like a magnet. I, magnet, and 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 today was on, on and today he was on the phone with his wife, and I said, "That was your wife." And he says to me, "Yes." I said, "And and how many Instagram followers <laughs> does she have?" <laughs> no, he didn't have any Instagram. Followers. I said, "Does she know about your Instagram history?" He said, "Yes, he does." I said, "All right, so at least leave it alone." Exactly. <laughs> Transparency is important in every That's relationship. It. Very there, true. Ralph. Very true. Yeah, but so. um, I I think that when we booked Cruder to come on this trip. We told him it would be an adventure. In a million years, I did not expect it to be the adventure that he has been having. Well, okay. I uh, <laughs> Let's hope for his sake we're not exaggerating. Or maybe the opposite, I should say. Uh, no, I think let's, we're giving him a tremendous amount of credit. Ho- let's hope for his sake we are exaggerating. Uh, so, Ralph, we thank you. In Rosenbaum Financial Services, TaxCPA2.com, 1-800-TAXCPA2. Uh, thank you for sharing this event and for uh, leading the way in terms of uh, support for our Dubai mission. Thank you very much. And the other day you had asked me what's happening at the office. I would right. say this today I got woken up about 2, 2, 2, 2 a.m. Dubai time. It wasn't my daughter, client. was it? No, it was not okay. your daughter. It was a client. She oh. had something to tell me. So I listened to her and I said, great, wonderful. I said, I'll touch base with you on Friday. She did not know I was in Dubai. I was not getting into details. Oh, but Ralph, I had a good Ralph's level. doing some remote work. Exactly. He's so, getting away so with the whole I remote said, let's thing. let's go, let's go. We have... Uh, um, Nah, we have to write this. We have to write off the trip somehow. <laughs> we have to write the trip off somehow. So this, is the way, this is the way we do it. Let me tell you, I would have made a joke right now. You're a good Jewish man, but instead you're at a good accountant. <laughs> That's it. That's what we have to. Wow. What we have to emphasize, people. Well, exactly. A, a tax tip from <laughs> tax, Ralph Roosevelt. Tax tip. Tax end of the year tax, tax tips. Yeah, end of the year. Interesting. I like. Good that. enough. Give anyway, if people, people do want to speak to you about financial services, they can call one eight hundred tax cpa two. You can call now. He'll they, answer the phone. They can also go to taxcpa2.com. And because we are in mid-December, you are saying that people should take this time of year even more seriously when it comes to financial planning. 100% right. If, If you have not done so already, look at, did you owe money last year? Did you have to pay taxes? If so, pay some more, pay some more estimated payments and look at your charities. Uh, the IRS, believe it or not, has helped us in this COVID time that, my apologies, has to has helped us in this COVID time that we people who itemize deductions, no problem. But if you haven't itemized deductions and you want to take a $300 
tax write-off off the top you will be able to give to your favorite charity. And I'm assuming that charity is the foundation for Jewish broadcasting. There should be no other. So there should be no, no problem whatsoever. It's a no-brainer. Ralph, Ralph, again, we're on the same page. That's I love it. We're all one mind here. So thank you, Ralph. You're and anybody who wants more details about this, speak to Ralph and financially plan your future and financially plan as much as you can for the Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting by going to one 800 cpa attack cpa 2 or attackcpa2.com. And thanks to our chairman, Ralph Rosenbaum, who has been doing a stellar... We've had a lot of different chair people over the years of our events, and uh, Ralph is following in a great tradition of chair people, doing a stellar job thank you very as much. chairman of this event, and I thank you. Otherwise known as just tolerating us while we're <laughs> on the road. I wanted to mention <laughs> two other things. We're pains in the neck, you know. The yeah. first, of all, but okay. first of all, overnight okay. we... Um, uh, received a brand new song from the Maccabees mm, for Hanukkah I heard. So Mark Zomik made sure to get that to us. Our music director never taking a minute off, that man. Why, is something happening tomorrow night? What does that mean? Hanukkah. All right, forget it. There oh, yeah, tomorrow. Oh, wow, tomorrow joke. night's Hanukkah, wah, right? Wah, wah, yeah. Hanukkah's tomorrow night? Yeah. That's why we're getting back on a plane. Hanukkah's tomorrow night. Wow. We should do more Hanukkah music. So we'll hope we should also do some Hanukkah shopping. So yes. we'll, we'll hopefully get to that uh, selection from the Maccabees coming up. And also, mm-hmm. I was uh, I was made aware of this yesterday, and I cannot believe I did not bring this up when Fleur was on the air. Uh, apparently, um, the the royal family has purchased half of Israeli soccer team Apol Yerushalayim. Yes. And that is I s- I sent you that link. And that is unbelievable uh-huh. that that they here in the UAE have made that kind of investment in such a an iconic. I mean, right. we're talking about an iconic sports team in Israel. Um, and and I think that that's important to mention. If if you're wondering if the uh, if the warm relations and if the uh, business relations that we keep discussing are as serious as we're saying, that's pretty serious to take that kind of money. And invest in an Israel, uh, uh, an Israeli, uh, what they call here, football team. And, and of course, who was upset with it? Who Haaretz? Oh, were they upset with it? Yeah. So you know they're doing something right. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. That's for sure. Yep. We'll wrap up the hour. My Duchman's going to join us, and plenty more is coming up. We're at Chabad in Dubai, believe it or not, and you're listening to JM in the AM. <laughs> Oh, 
J.M. in the A.M. Simcha wrapping up hour number one, and this is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program, heard on listener-sponsored digital radio, around the world, the web, and NachumSegal.com, and the NachumSegal Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. Uh, we got some thank yous to do. Let's uh, take this opportunity to thank uh, some of our sponsors, um, including our friends at Aaron's Casino Farms. And uh, Aaron's West Orange, including our friends at uh, ShopEichlers.com under the leadership of Morty Getz. A big thank you to KosherTravelers.com, David Wallace and company, to the Steinreich Communications Organization and Ariella Steinreich specifically, to Cross River Bank, Jules Gade and Phil Goldfeder, and of course to the um, uh, UAE Israel Business Council. Big thank you to Mayor Kruder. Go to Kruder.com for your photographic needs, especially when you're on the road. And um, and he'll take very good care of you. You're tuned to JM and the AM. More coming up in just a moment. Night one, stand for the fun, chop the count, let the traders roll. Night two, get up and move, dance party in the living room. Singing songs for the Maccabee from dawn until night three.
The Maccabees call that uh, Candlelight 2020. It's brand new as we uh, wish everybody a happy Hanukkah, Chag Urim Sameach, and a Freilich and Hanukkah. Uh, as the holiday begins tomorrow night, believe it or not, we'll be in studio on day one of Hanukkah, please God, back in New York. Right now we're in Dubai uh, at the Chabad uh, Synagogue of Dubai, this beautiful outdoor location just outside the synagogue. This portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H. Abel's and Hyman makes traditional kosher delicacies, pastrami, corned beef, salami, and more. Old world classics, beef fry, kishka, and more. And modern, better-for-you kosher products, including no nitrate added, reduced fat, and reduced sodium hot dogs, plus... Many other unique items. Visit the website at kosherdogs.net and try A&H today. Mayor Kruder has been getting a tremendous amount of attention uh, during our visit here to Dubai. Is the official photographic genius behind all the shots that you're seeing, or most of the shots that you're seeing, uh, from Dubai of our experience here. And uh, you can get information about his photographic genius by going to kruder.com, K-R-U-T-E-R.com. Mayor Kruder, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you for having me, Nachum. A pleasure. This is the fifth time, the fifth time that Mayor Kruder's been on a uh, on a travel adventure with us. Those of you keeping score at home, uh, it was um, it was Florida, it was Israel, it was Venice, it was uh, obviously Dubai, and the fifth would be Houston and Houston and Houston, Texas. Right? Wow. So five times under the umbrella of uh, NSN, the Jewish Unity Initiative. Mayor Kruder's been with us. So what are your impressions of this trip so far? Is it very different from the prior experiences you've had with NSN? No, I don't believe so, actually. Um, they all kind of fall under the umbrella the umbrella of uh, meaningful, very meaningful to me. And uh, I think they're meaningful to the Jewish community. Uh, well, we're glad you're with us. And uh, you, you have a keen photographic eye. Does this city appeal to one with a keen photographic eye? Oh, absolutely. It's beautiful. The light here is gorgeous. There's a lot of light, isn't there? There certainly is. Yeah, <laughs> night and day. There's I don't, yeah. a lot, there's a lot it doesn't rain very much here, I don't think. It doesn't seem so. The weather's been beautiful, and I'm sure today you're getting some nice shots. Absolutely. And the, the key is, the key is, you know, we, we talk about how this show is conveying some important messages, especially in light of the current political situation, which has been so significant uh, in recent Jewish history. Uh, what is your goal? Your goal is through photography to bring what message or bring what elements back to the people who watch your photos and videos from around the world? Wow, that's a great question. I mean, my MO in life generally is uh, Avodah Hashem, to serve God, and I, 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 I'm privileged to be able to do that with um, using visual arts and um, being able to travel around the world and see how other people do that and serve and how they perform being an Orthodox Jew is not an easy thing. So coming all this way, what is it, uh, 6,870-something miles, right. um, it's amazing that, that they're able to do that over here. And I think it's, that's the story, is that, is that Judaism is everywhere, and it thrives even here, all the way you know, in the middle of nowhere. So you were impressed with this morning's gathering here this, at Chabad. This is incredible. I mean, it's like a minion factory. Yeah, it is pretty amazing. And uh, and you've been impressed by being able to answer questions about your own Judaism uh, um, from people who've asked you who live in the UAE or might be from Vietnam, true story, or might be uh, from London or anywhere else. When you see people who are curious about you and our tradition in general. Yeah, last night I was outside the Burj Khalifa, and I was stopped by a former beauty pageant who wanted to take a picture with me because I was wearing a yarmulke, and it's, I never thought I'd be able to walk around uh, somewhere in the United Arab Emirates proudly wearing a yarmulke. Right. 
And this is is it a, is a miraculous time that we're living. Is that in. the first beauty queen you've been photographed with? I'm not going to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> very, very good. <laughs> well, I thank you, and I do recommend to everybody they go to your website, cruder.com. In addition to photography, they may find some interesting artwork. Right? There's it's possible. It's possible. A lot of interesting things that you're doing. Has your art taken a certain direction at this point, different than the last time we've spoken, or very traditionally, uh, you know, cruder-like? Uh, well, it's still very cruder-like. Um, dedicating most of my time to uh, my art right now. Uh, photography is more something I'm reserving for these s spectacular trips that you have me on. Um, yeah, and my my artwork is it's still uh, very Judaic-based, and I'm trying to basically take things that have been traditional subject matter and make them more contemporary, so they're more approachable for for the the next generation. Your your paintings, your artwork. Mm -hmm. would beautify any Jewish home around the world. I would agree. And the uh, and the way that people can get an entree into that and to start selecting artwork would be to go to the website, right? Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram as well. It, that way you get to not only see my artwork, but you get to know me a little bit better as well. M. Kruder on Instagram. That's correct, M-K-R-U-T-E-R. M-K-R-U-T-E-R. -E That's Mayor Kruder. Check it out at Kruder.com. And thanks for joining us on this trip. Do I not get a T-shirt? Uh, yes, we have to present him with the official Dubai t-shirt. I've traveled with you five times, and all I get is this. <laughs> Lousy t-shirt. <laughs> Excuse me. But, but this, 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 beautiful piece of, <laughs> this beautiful piece of memorabilia is now yours. Thank Cherish you so it, much. and in your case, maybe frame it and put it up on the wall. <laughs> Thanks to Thank Mayor you. Kruder for being with us on this amazing adventure. Well, we've been anxious to speak to Rabbi Levi Duchman, who's going to join us in just a moment. He, of course, is the official shliach here in Dubai, and there are a lot of questions we have and a lot of things we want to speak to him about. And um, he's officially our host here for this for this program, and we're going to get him on in just a moment if you keep it right here at JM in the AM. J.M. and the A.M. on this uh, Wednesday morning broadcast, and we are the guests of Rabbi Levi Duchman, who's the official shliach here for Chabad in Dubai. Thanks so much for joining us here today, and thank you for hosting us here today. Thank you. It's a pleasure to have you here. Uh, to give me a little bit of history. You're in Dubai because how long ago did we start with this whole story? Yeah, so I'm from New York, from Brooklyn, New York, from Crown Heights. I moved here about six years ago. Why? Uh, why? There's been I've been before. I've been living in Casablanca, Morocco where my brother-in-law and sister are Chabad Shluchim there. And we extended from Morocco, moved to the UAE. Um, we had a small Jewish community living here. And there's been a need to establish kosher, to establish education for children, and to establish different Jewish infrastructure. And that's it. The UAE seems to be a very welcoming society. Um, I mean, I do notice you have security here. I assume that's required, right, for, for a an establishment like yours, right? Yes, of course. So the UAE is a very safe place. I would say one of the safest countries in the world. We've always been strongly supported by the government to have everything that we need. The front door is just a doorman to make sure everyone's coming knows more of a service than a security. What happened a couple of months ago when this news started to uh, really get out there about this uh, peace agreement between the UAE and Israel? Did you anticipate that you'd have these types of crowds in Chabad? 
No, things completely changed, of course, since the Abrahamic Accord. Prior to the Abrahamic Accord, we, of course, had a minyan every Shabbat. We had Rosh Chodesh, but now every day we started with one minyan a day. But I think this morning we had three, and I think it's just going to continue to grow. It's not only Israelis. There's a lot of Americans, Europeans. I think Dubai became a, quite a hot destination. What does it do for your infrastructure? Because I already heard today you're bringing in more shluchim to, to join you here. Yes, so we're continuing, of course, to build the infrastructure here. We could proudly say that we've already had, even prior to the Abrahamic Accord, the full Jewish infrastructure. We had local shechita here, and <clears throat> sorry, in the Emirate of Al Ain in Abu Dhabi. We had Jewish education, we had Talmud Torah, but of course, since the Abrahamic Accord, we had to really build infrastructure quite quickly, build quickly build new institutions. So we just brought down one new couple that will help us with the Israeli tourists. We have many Bachram here, yeshiva boys that are assisting. We have many mashkichim helping with the kashrut. So we are keeping up with the demand. Uh, how much further can this go? I mean, I know that, for instance, now on Hanukkah, Shabbos specifically, you're anticipating a very large crowd. I mean, are there going to be times, you know, weeks from now and months from now where this crowd is just going to get out of control? Yes, of course. So even this past Shabbat, we had over 500 people. And we are going to be in different locations. We are already in different locations between Dubai and Abu Dhabi. Um, we have some locations for the local Jewish community, other locations for tourists. So, of course, it's naturally things as they grow. We will continue to be here and be an enablement to enable Jews to keep their Yiddishkeit and to do, to do whatever they need here in the United Arab Emirates. I ask this question with the greatest respect, but I'm just so curious. I've walked into many Chabad houses around the world, and usually there's one photograph that's hanging in a Chabad house. You walk into yours, and it's obvious that the administration of this country is well-noted and is, is uh, portrayed in photographs that are hanging on your wall. What's the story behind that? Yes, of course. So here, naturally, it's a community place, and us as a community, we're very thankful to the UAE authorities for giving us the ability to have a community here, not just a regular Jewish community, but a thriving Jewish community. And if you go into a synagogue in Morocco, you'd also see a picture of the king. So over here as well, this is um, the basic respect from our community, as we are proud to be here in the United Arab Emirates, and we're proud to have this leadership. You know, the way kingdoms work in this world, and historically, it could be very difficult for a Jewish community here, and for other communities as well. It's potentially like that. It, isn't it amazing that there's an, it seems to be an administration and a kingdom, uh, a royal palace, that is trying to help people grow as much as possible and be part of the society in every way as much as possible? Yes, of course. This is actually the vision of the founding father of the UAE, Sheikh Zayed, um, which the UAE is built on respect, tolerance, coexistence. So... The UAE is home to over 200 nationalities, so this is something really part of the UAE. It's not new for the Abrahamic Accord. Right. This is something which religious tolerance, um, respecting people for who they are, and this is just the this is the values the UAE is built on. You know, some of what you just described we could use back in Brooklyn. You know that. <laughs> it's a, it's interesting that you know the United States is the quote unquote capital of the world, and New York is the capital of the world, right? Jerusalem's the center of the world. Uh, New York's the capital of the world, but I think some of what they have here may force people to start looking to this part of the world as the real capital of the world when it comes to commerce, when it comes to relationships. No, of course. This is something the UAE, we, we do believe that we are a beacon of light to the neighbors, especially here in the region, but to the whole world for people, like you said, even in the U.S. and in Europe to learn 
from the authorities, to learn from the leadership of the UAE, what it means real tolerance, what it means real coexistence. Just a few weeks ago, we had um, an official license from the government to do local shechita here in United Arab Emirates. This is something the Jewish community in Belgium still doesn't have and in, right. other in other countries in Europe. So to see the the open arms and the, the, the strong invitation which the UAE has not only to Israelis but the Jewish community, not only Jewish community, to all communities around the world and to all religions, this is something definitely um, values which our community um, continues. And we hope, like you mentioned, of course, all the communities around the world will, will take these values and take these take the steps forth. Rabbi Levi Duchman is here. We'll let you go in a minute, but uh, just a couple of things. First of all, the reason you're in a rush is because there's so much growth here in the community. You're actually going to participate in the discussion today about what? What's happening? Yeah, so there's, like you mentioned, there's a lot of new developments happening here. So developing the kosher. We are working on developing new locations for the Jewish community. Um, developing different or different of ready now different events for Hanukkah. We're working on building our new mikvah. So there's there's quite an extensive amount of amount amount of work um, taking place now. We have a new team which is coming to help. So yeah. how many of the Emirates have Chabad? We're right now in Dubai and Abu Dhabi. Those two with continuation with of you course think there'll be with, more of that? course no question about it. And of in a few weeks, we're opening, we're moving our into a new nursery, which we're quite excited about. So the, the first official proper nursery in the middle of Dubai called Mini Miracles. So this is something, a lot of exciting projects, a lot of exciting things going on. Quickly tell me the Hanukkah schedule, the, the special events, what are happening? So we're going to have a few menorah lightings in downtown Dubai, right near Burj Khalifa, world's tallest building. We are going to have different events for the community. We have different events lined up with different government officials. So there's quite an exciting lineup for Hanukkah here in the UAE. How we're very excited about it. How do people support your Chabad? How do people support? Yeah. What website do they go to? So you can go on jewishuae.com and you can find all of our activities and and, and, and there's a way support, to support over course, there? Yes. Because I'm sure you need a lot of support <laughs> at this point. I can yes. only imagine. Well, I thank you for your time, and I thank you for your hospitality. And uh, one of the things we were told is that you are one of the people here in this, uh, in this community that gets things done. So <laughs> we are victims of that because it seems you're running off <laughs> to yes. get things done. Well, thank you very, Rabbi very Duchman, much. Rabbi Duchman, before yes. you leave, we want to present to you the special Nahum Single Network Dubai oh, wow. thank 2020. You very, very this is evidence that you were part of our historic <laughs> broadcast from this part <laughs> of the world. Thank you very, very much. Thank you for this opportunity and I wish you guys a Freilich and Hanukkah to all the listeners and hopefully we'll see you guys very soon here in the United Arab Emirates. Thank you. Thank you very much. There he is, Rabbi Levi Duchman. He is the leader of Chabad here in Dubai and he means that. He wants to see everybody uh, come and visit and be part of the uh, uh, incredible growth of this community. Uh, those of you who are uh, who are um, uh, who are looking to uh, vacation here in the UAE, you can check out their website at jewishuae.org uh, and, um, and participate in that way. Uh, meanwhile, uh, we have uh, uh, more Hanukkah uh, music for you from the Miami Boys Choir as we continue on this very special Wednesday edition of JM in the AM from Dubai.
JM in the AM with uh, everyone's favorite Hanukkah selection from Miami. And that's, of course. Well, at least my favorite. Yeah, I know. I Thank tried to you. paint it as if, you know. Thank there you. are a lot of people who agree with you. What? Va'achar Kane from the Alanisim. There Al are a lot of people who agree with from me. From the Alanisim that we start saying uh, tomorrow night. JMA, we're live from Chabad in Dubai. Imagine that, huh? From Chabad in Dubai, literally right outside the uh, synagogue. Those of you who've seen it, we are in the uh, spacious backyard of the beautiful Chabad of Dubai. You can go to jewishuae.org, jewishuae.org for information. And uh, those of you who are... Uh, uh, planning on a trip, those of you who are listening in Israel or the United States or anywhere and are planning a trip here, uh, you may want to keep the uh, Chabad of the UAE, Chabad of, du- of Dubai, uh, in your uh, itinerary because uh, they provide a tremendous number of services and have a daily minion. In fact, we were very, very impressed with the daily minion they had this morning, that I could tell you. And the daily breakfast. Yeah, and breakfast as well, which is pretty amazing. Our friends at ShopEichlers.com. ShopEichlers.com. It's the largest Judaica store that is now online. Go to ShopEichlers.com. ShopEichlers.com. Uh, Hanukkah is tomorrow night, and they are really out there with uh, most of their deliveries being done priority. Plenty of same-day deliveries. We'll go through the list in a moment. And all the Hanukkah shopping you need, the menorahs, the candles, the oil, the pre-filled oils, it's all there. Gifts for families, teachers, and kids, all there. Gift cards, all there. Books, all there. Uh, you can go online to shopiclis.com. All of these items are there. Again, go to shopiclis.com. And uh, everything you need for Hanukkah for your family, for your friends, uh, for your business associates, it's all there. And they have areas with same-day delivery, including Borough Park, Flatbush, Williamsburg, Crown Heights, Staten Island, Queens, Five Towns, Far Rockaway, Muncie, Monroe, Teaneck, Lakewood, Toms River, Jackson, New Jersey. Imagine that. Same-day delivery. How is how to, how To what degree does that solve your Hanukkah shopping problem? Go to shopeichlers.com. Go to shopeichlers.com. They will take very good care of you. Make sure to mention that you heard about it here on JM in the AM. How quickly do you think Morty Getz and his team at shopeichlers.com could get a package here to Dubai? I don't know, but we'll probably be gone by the time it arrives. That I can tell you. Well, that I agree. Because we're only here another few hours. But uh, if anybody could do it, it's them. And a big thank you to Morty Getz and everyone at shopeichlers.com, one of the sponsors of our journey here to the Middle East, to the Persian Gulf. Thank you to Cross River Bank. Uh, thank you to uh, Steinrath Communications. Thank you to koshertravelers.com. And we continue to remind everybody that koshertravelers.com has a unique and amazing journey to the UAE. Those of you out there who uh, would like to meet family and friends from Israel uh, and you find it difficult to do so now because uh, uh, the, um, the situation does not allow for you to um, uh, to visit Israel. Right. Consider going to the UAE for January Yeshiva break. It's really not the craziest idea. Not the craziest nope. idea. And having your family and friends meet you in Dubai. Now, there are concerns, by the way, that the yeshivas and seminaries are not readily letting their students Well, yeah, but there are other family members Correct. that one may want to see, maybe their grandchildren or others. Uh, also, koshertravelers.com is a one-stop place, a one-stop solution. You need to know where to stay, where to eat, where to pray, where to uh, get what you need here in Dubai. Check them out. Koshertravelers.com has all the answers. And they are they are ready to service you the way they've been servicing us over the last uh, couple of weeks, actually, as we prepared for this trip. So go to koshertravelers.com for all the information, and we thank them very, very much. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk.
Good morning. What a great day it is that throughout the entire world, our eyes are fixed on the morning program, knowing that once again we come to rectify the entire world. There was a king. He had a very curious habit. He used to get dressed up, used to put on a costume so that nobody would know his true identity. And there he would walk among the Pshute Am, among the masses, among the soldiers, among those that did not know who he was. He wanted to hear what they would say. He wanted to know what are their customs, what would they do. And so the people went on about their business, oblivious to the fact that royalty, the king himself, his royal majesty, was among them. However, there were a few people. They had an elevated understanding. They realized that the king may be among them, may be listening, may be viewing them. And because of that, they were very careful with everything that they did, with everything that they said, even with that which they thought. Says the great Reb Nachum of Chernobyl, and so it is, this king has been together with us for thousands of years. The Melech Malchei HaMlochim, Hashem, Shehu Kel Ram the God Most High. He dresses up. He hides himself, as it were. He puts on many different costumes, and he comes among us. He travels among us in different parts of the world. Vanochi Haster Aster Ponai. I will hide my face from you. You will not know that I'm among you. On a person that is intelligent, on an individual that has Yerashamayim, they realize that the king is always among us. And because of that, they're careful. They are careful in what they do and what they think and what they say and in all the things that they do during their day because they realize that they are viewed by the Melech Malcheyam Lochim. On this great day, when we realize Hashem's presence throughout the entire world on every continent, let us take it to heart that we are all loyal subjects of the king. Perhaps it is today that the king is listening to us, that the king is viewing us, that the king is watching our every move. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you Morning Chizik. Have a nice day.
We are in Dubai. We're at Chabad of Dubai, and uh, we have a special conversation now, a message from the chairman of the Jewish Unity Initiative, Mr. Simon Jacob, who is in Jerusalem. He was hoping to join us in Dubai, uh, not able to, but very proud of what we're doing here. And uh, Simon Jacob, shalom, shalom, and welcome back to JM in the AM. Shalom bracha. It's a ple- pleasure to hear you, especially from Dubai. Appreciate that very much, Simon. We we actually we actually originally thought it would work out perfectly because uh, in hour number three yesterday of our broadcast, uh, we interviewed somebody who was um, from India um, and had spoken about being on Jew Street in India, getting a uh, an interest in the Hebrew language, and ended up doing calligraphy. In Hebrew, and uh, this was one of our cousins, so to speak, who was trying to bridge the gap between Jews and Muslims. And then I thought it would be amazing to have you on right afterwards uh, from India. You could tell us that you have quite a history with that country. Am I right? Yep. Actually, I've visited, uh, actually, my, my family, my father was born in Calcutta, India, and um, also Baghdadi descent from, uh, from Iraq. Family came to India trading in tea. Uh, three of four brothers, and Baruch uh, Hashem, he grew up and um, imparted a lot of tr- Indian traditions on our family. And I was I walked on Jew Street in. Uh, there's actually a Jew Street in many different cities. 
um, typically the center of wherever the Jews were. But in Cochin, uh, it's a very, very famous street, and um, I've, I've certainly walked on it, and it's, uh, and it's an interesting place. So what do you think that we are now in Dubai, we are reporting about the warm yep. relationships between UAE and Israel, we're talking about history, we're talking about a completely different world, we're talking about the fact that uh, so many of us, especially from the eastern part of the United States, have grown up not realizing that there's potential for warm relations between Muslims and Jews, and now all of this develops. What are your, what are your feelings uh, over the last couple of months since these Abraham Accords were signed? Well, my feelings have always been that um, the Sephardi Jews of which I'm one, my family is originally Iraqi, um, have always had a connection. Many of them uh, in my family, not my not my my father, but his father and his grandfather all spoke uh, all spoke Arabic. So we've had you know we've had a connection with Arab countries for years. Um, and in fact, there were always very, uh, not always, but there were many times when we had very positive relations and um, very uh, strong relations within Arab countries. I, I thought um, your, the deputy mayor of Jerusalem yesterday summed it up extremely well on the show where she spoke um, about having a relationship with, with you know, Coming to coming to the UAE earlier than even the accord started, and um, having conversations uh, to start up some relationships. And I, Baruch Hashem, I think that this is a very very positive direction, um, and I think that we're we're you know we can relate. No question. So I, I think it's a wonderful thing. Uh, Simon Jacob is with us. Uh, You and uh, uh, Dr. Joe Rosazada have led us on some amazing journeys, chairing different events under the Jewish Unity Initiative. Uh, As you know, we have a wonderful chairman here, and that's Ralph Rosenbaum of Rosenbaum Financial Services. And I know that you're very proud of all the lay leaders and the corporate entities that have come forward uh, to support us and to make all of this happen. I just actually wanted to say a word to Ralph and congratulate him on stepping up and uh, and not only supporting it but traveling to uh, the UAE with you guys, and um, and you should be very very proud uh, to be the chairman of the UAE Jewish Unity Initiative. So it's it's very very special, and I know it will uh, it will make a significant impact on his life as well as Paris did for me and for Robert Ben Rimon, and Venice did for myself and Joe Rosazada. No question about it. These are unique missions. Uh, Ralph hears what you're saying and acknowledges and has over the last couple of days just how life-changing a journey this is and how it is to see history literally in front of us, to see with our own eyes. It's been a unique and amazing experience. Uh, Simon, can't let you go without you updating us how things are in the holy city of Jerusalem. It is hard to believe that I have not been there since January of 2020. We know all the complicated things that are going on during COVID-19. What can you tell us from the Holy City? It, it, it actually drizzled yesterday evening, so it was a little wet outside where we were davening this morning, but the sky is absolutely super blue and beautiful. The weather is just here. Um, you know, the press uh, makes out that both the United States and, uh, 
and Israel are, are shut down or locked down tight. And they kind of really scare you. But to be honest, uh, living here in Israel, and actually when I was in the United States uh, a few months Oh, um, we, oh but, you know, obviously you need to be safe. You need to wear masks. You need to be careful. But um, it's just, it's though uh, the tourists are not here now, um, I think we're all chomping at the bit to, uh, you know, get the vaccines going and to get every everything back up and, and running uh, back to normal. So it's it's beautiful. Baruch Hashem, things are great here in Israel, and it's uh, it's amazing. And and we're looking at this accord. I think all of Israel is looking at this uh, Abraham Accord with such positive um, future thoughts about the partnerships and the things that can go on. This is uh, this has moved so quickly and been so positive, um, you know, and it's actually creating some impetus for a positive movement back with the Egyptians and the Jordanians who've already signed peace agreements with Israel, but haven't really uh, created any sort of interaction. So uh, we're any sort of big public interaction. There's always been a, a political and diplomatic interaction going on. Right. But um, I think that this is something that's given impetus to all the Arab countries um, to basically kind of step up and uh and it's even give given some significant impetus in israel for um the palestinians to come come back and uh sit at the table and discuss peace it's so, his, it's history yeah I, I think it's been a very positive thing it's history in the making and there's more history to come that's for sure um simon i want to present yes. you and uh, i know you're a couple of time zones away but i do want to present you with the official nsn Dubai 2020 shirt. I think you and I will make a deal that the next time you're in the U.S. or the next time I'm in Jerusalem, we will have an official presentation. I, I look forward, and I promise to have a chilled bottle of Moscato for you. <laughs> and I thank you for that very, very much. The amazing Simon Jacob, uh, who is, of course, the chair of the Jewish Unity Initiative with Dr. Joe Rosazada, and very proud of uh, all of us, and especially our chairman, Ralph Rosenbaum, for stepping forward and being the lay leader for this trip and appreciating the fact uh, that we're bringing this entire story to our listeners back in the United States and around the world. More is coming up here at JM in the AM. If you keep it uh, right where you got it. And we have some special guests, including somebody who's going to help us analyze this business boom that's going on between the UAE and Israel. It's all coming up at JM in the AM. Shalom, Adenu, Hodja, 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 Shalom, Adenu,
Jam in the AM. We just got word that uh, Jason Greenblatt, I'll tell you, today's one of those ever-changing shows. We just got word that Jason Greenblatt may actually join us live face-to-face a few minutes from now here at the Chabad Center in Dubai. That would be pretty amazing, and hopefully he'll join us coming up here at JM in the AM. I know that the situation with him has been ever-changing. Originally, he was supposed to be our final guest tomorrow, uh, but we'll uh, see if we can get him on and get his perspective on the history that's going on. Uh, right now. Uh, Jeremy Lussman is with us. Uh, this is somebody that I know for a long, long time, uh, longer than either of us care to admit. Uh, he is partner and head of an Israel practice uh, group, DLA Piper. Would that be the right name? Exactly. And uh, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you. It's wonderful Why on here. earth are you in Dubai? People ask me the same question. I have a good answer. What's your answer to the question? Why uh, are you in Dubai? Unbelievable. If you would have, t- I, I travel a lot for work. If you would have told me in February... Uh, that my next trip 
in 2020 would be in December and my, <laughs> my next destination would be Dubai. It's just, you know, it's just unbelievable. It's so out of this world. I'm, I'm here because I'm a, I'm a partner with this large international law firm. We're one of the largest firms in the world. We have a very strong uh, Middle East practice based here in Dubai with offices in Abu Dhabi and um, and and in the broader region. And I head up our Israel practice. And so what's happened since August, since the peace accords were signed, is that you had beforehand a number of Israeli companies that were quietly trying to do business here, but most were not obviously allowed in. Right. Most sort of... Uh, took a step back and didn't engage with the region, but the reception from this region towards Israel since the peace accords were signed has been dramatic. And there are a lot of Israeli companies that we represent, uh, technology companies, defense companies, digital health companies that immediately want to engage in the market. They want to consider opening branches here. They want to hire employees. They want to figure out how they can engage properly in and so, you know, there, there have been all of these delegations that have been here. The banks have been here. They've brought a lot of technology companies. And the reception from this market has been so dramatic with a real keen interest on developing relationships. I think, like Israel, Israelis are very focused on getting to know people, developing relationships, de developing trust. Obviously, Israel's in a region where trust is always an issue. And so it's very important to have that personal relationship, right. to, to look people in the eye. And I think that they look at this market now only three hours away by flight. A direct flight started last week and being able to say, wow, we can, we can access this as easily as New York to Miami. We should be able to jump on planes. We should be able to get to know business leaders and try to forge these relationships. You're in this industry how long? I've been a lawyer for 20 years. I've been with this firm for 17. Have you ever seen this quick, I don't know if turnaround is the right word, but this quick leap into a business venture collectively as a nation? I mean, it seems to us, observing this, that in August, for instance, there was you know very little uh, going on in terms of uh, legal work with the UAE out of Israel. And then a month later, all of a sudden, it seems that you guys are being hit with proposals and and deals 100%. from all over the place. No, it's 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 dramatic. It's you know it, it's dramatic in the sense that the reception from both sides has been so interconnected, where it's a very mutual relationship. Israelis want to figure out, okay, we we've got all this technology to export. How do we meet our prospective business partners in the UAE? In the UAE recognizing that they have a lot of capital to spend, but technology has not always been the strongest suit here in terms of innovation. And they recognize that Israel is so close and they really can access it. So, you know, the deal flow, I think I think the, the response has been dramatic and the relationship building has been dramatic. The, the deals in terms of big deals closing and signing will take time. Right. I think like in, like in anything, it's a matter of getting to know your partners and and you see that there's been these these two markets in the same region that just never, because of political uh, circumstances, never had the ability to interconnect. And now that that's been lifted, it's it's a recognition that wait a second, you know, we we're both peoples that don't look for conflict. It's very much a place that we want to sort of put the politics aside and and find ways of interacting and so it's it's really been dramatic have you had a chance to see this town at all i ask that because it seems that even though there's a 
uh, I don't know, a, a, a lesser of a commitment in recent years to technology than you, the way you described Israel and its incredible commitment to technology. When you travel around here, it seems they're the greatest consumers of technology. I mean, between the, the, the you know, the, the uh, items that look like uh, not from yesteryear, but the different things they have that look, you know, so forward thinking. Sure. It's, uh, it's amazing. So they are, in fact, incredible consumers uh-huh. of all this worldwide technology, but they're not there yet in terms of providing that technology or investing in that technology. That's exactly right. They're consumers of it. They have the money to spend for it. But in terms of Exactly, exactly like you said, having the uh, the upside the the upside as investors, uh, the opportunity to engage in a much more meaningful way with earlier stage technology, where they could actually have a seat at the table, where they can be engaged in an earlier way, and they can, you know, because they're such strong consumers, oftentimes they have the ability to help strategize. They can talk to earlier stage companies, perhaps in Israel, and say, "Hey, you you have a product, you have a service, you have something that okay, the goal is down the road for." Uh, for you to scale it and and to find consumers like us, maybe we can help you strategize. Maybe we can help you find the right way. Yesterday, I, I was part of a delegation yesterday uh, with Digital Health, a, n- a number of Israeli companies that met their counterparts here in the UAE. We went to one of the top hospitals in the area, and the digital health that's going on in the hospitals is just unbelievable. Both with uh, you know MRI and CT machines, the 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 way that doctors are engaging with patients, the accoutrements that if you, if you saw the, the rooms in these hospitals, the way that they described it to us was these are the rooms that the royals come right. to when they come to the hospital. You, you would think that you're in the fanciest of suites. In, uh, so I, I think your point is a, is a very important one, that because this region are such avid consumers and have the ability... Whoa, sorry about and that. Ha- and, <laughs> and have the ability to, you know, to engage meaningfully that way, I think Israelis will receive their guidance very, very well. Jeremy Lussman's here. He's a partner and head of the Israel practice for the DLA Piper firm. Um, and now, are you, you mentioned you were part of a meeting yesterday. Are you part of this conference that we keep hearing about that's happening right now in Dubai? I, I didn't come for that conference. I had separately about three weeks ago because we've been seeing a lot of activity here. So I've been talking to my colleagues here and we planned this trip and it just happened to coincide with this big technology conference with one of the big banks bringing a delegation here. So it, it was just, uh, you know, hashkacha, the, the stars aligning. We had an opportunity last night. I spoke to this, I spoke to this group um, uh, last night in a golf course, you know, as the sun was setting, <laughs> you know, wearing my yarmulke proudly, talking about the the interplay of our worlds and, uh, you know, just really hashkacha. What, what, else, what else can you say? That, that's what's gotten us um, and, and has really surprised us. We go to Europe and we worry about wearing a yarmulke publicly. And you come here and it's never been a concern. And we've been to all the tourist attractions and downtown, even late at night. 100%. And, and it's this, well, they it's say amazing. it's. I, I think. I think in a great way. The from what I was told before I arrived was um, there's no tolerance for there's no tolerance for theft. There's no tolerance for not listening to the rules. Like it's a very obedient society, and I think as a result, um, you know, it's a it's it feels like a very safe place to be. You don't hear of crime. Etc. Yeah. And, and of course, we're careful, and right. you know, it's like you're pinching yourself. Wait a second, where mm-hmm. are we, and is this really happening? But and on top of that, it's a friendly environment. 
I mean, they're they're obviously raising people here in this society that are his hospitable and generous. hundred uh, percent. A lesson for parents out there that obedience and rules <laughs> leads to <laughs> leads to really high quality people down the road. No question. <laughs> it's fascinating. Look, you have. I think. I think from what I'm, I've been told, I think. In, in the Emirates, only 30%, 20 30% are Emirati, and you have 60%, right. 70% that are expats. So right. you have the Emirati society, which are incredibly warm and hospitable and want to engage. And the fact that 70% of their population has come from abroad and has stayed. A lot of my colleagues in my firm here have said, we came six years ago uh, to Dubai to be here for six months. Never and, left. And yeah, we're still here. It's a very uh, American listeners who are tuned in right now and dream about investing in this area of the world or in Israeli technology companies the same way the royal family and others here might be doing. Do they call you? What suggestions do you make to people who want to get involved in this incredible boom in Israeli technology? Uh, certainly, for sure. I would love to be a resource. I mean, I think one of the brachos that we really have is being an organization that has a strong presence in Israel and we have the ability to really connect, to connect investors to companies, to connect funds to prospective investments, and to really be, because we're in so many markets around the world and can, uh, to be those facilitators, I think I'm, I'm certainly one address, but I'm, I'm one of many. There are plenty of people uh, who, and, and, and you mentioned uh, Jason, who has been, you know, such uh, at the forefront and, and really one of the triggers of everything that we're benefiting from. Uh, so there, you know, there, there are a lot of others who've been doing this much longer than me in terms of this specific market, but but absolutely, absolutely. And finally, remind our listeners why we spoke about Uganda the last time you were on our network. Thank you. Uh, so my son, uh, we have three kids, Baruch Hashem. My youngest uh, is a boy, Renan, 15 years old now. Uh, for his bar mitzvah uh, two years ago, he made a decision that uh, instead of gifts, uh, we were introduced to Innovation Africa, this amazing organization from Israel that's bringing Israeli innovation to African countries around the world that are lacking electricity, water. Uh, we we had had an opportunity to raise money on his. He had opportunity to raise money on behalf of his bar mitzvah. He raised over uh, twenty four thousand uh, dollars. We went as a family. Uh, then to to Uganda to, 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 Uganda, to a, a village there to power a school system with electricity and it actually triggered a second trip we went about six months later where we were able to raise a lot more money to bring water to this whole area and it actually uh, um, moved into a third project that just finished up during COVID unfortunately we weren't able to go but right. a, a different area that we were introduced to so Phenomenal organization and was really a special opportunity that we had. And, and, and Renan just loved, we were, we were driving on this eight-hour eight journey from this random village to the big city in uh, Uganda. And I, I just remember my wife and Renan talking to Miriam and, you know, <laughs> that how, was, that was how, the, how we were able to kind of make that happen <laughs> and, and your, your uh, interest in it and uh, raising awareness to it was very special. And, it was, you know, and, very and the people there know that it was people from Israel that did all this. Oh, you should, and I could, could share with you separately, but the Israeli flags, the Avas Yisrael that was there, it's 
what the what this organization has done to to show them that these are Israelis, these are this is Israeli innovation, these are families from Israel that want to come and spend time and get to know you. And it and it hasn't it's not a one shot deal. We really we've engaged with them, we've kept in touch with them, we really have. And it's you know it's it's one of these things that you you give and you're able it's it's a very it's a pomp and circumstance, a beautiful event right. when you come. But the whole goal is okay, sustainability. You give them water, you give them electricity. Now they can hopefully create businesses on their own in micro ways you know they can now that they have electricity they can set up charging stations and people can come and now charge their phones spend two cents three cents but the micro payments there really build them up and allow them to function in a much more dramatic way as a society so it's a it was a very special special opportunity to how do, do people uh, get in touch with you what would be the best way is there a website or an email address you'd give out to our listeners sure uh, jeremy.lussman at dlapiper.com um that's easy way to get in touch and would love to talk to your listeners and, and be a resource in any way that I can. You have so. enhanced our broadcast today, and I Thank appreciate you, you being here. Thank you for here. the invitation. Thank you for hosting me. It's really special to see you and reconnect with you, and uh, wonderful to be here. Thank you. Best regards. Oh, and before you go, of course, I have to present you with the official Nahum Single Network Dubai 2020 t-shirt. Awesome. It's this shirt that is evidence to the fact that you, Jeremy Lustman, were part of this historic journey that we made <laughs> to the UAE. Awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> I hope it makes its way back to Israel. It definitely will. <laughs> I really so appreciate much. it. Thank you. A pleasure. This is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NahumSiegel.com and the NahumSiegel Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. More coming up here at JM and the AM. Miriam? I just want to say that we're finally getting something to Israel. <laughs> yes, finally. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> I know, that's I, the don't only joke. way to get something to Israel. I, don't joke. If I had known I was going to see you, I was going to bring somebody's mail. But that's not the point. This was this was like the Israel component. We were really, I mean, floor was on obviously yesterday, and that was exciting. But this whole element, you know, Jeremy bringing this conversation b- from a political level to an individual Israeli citizen level in terms of opportunity, to me, is just extraordinary. No question about it. And just the descri- description of the business that's now being done is so important for our listeners to understand to realize that this is historic politically, but boy, it's historic when it comes to business as well. No question about it. More coming up. You're listening to us from Dubai, and the rumor is that Jason Greenblatt's on his way here, and we'll be able to speak with him face-to-face on a Wednesday edition of JM in the AM.
ועל הפורקן ועל הגבורות ועל התשואות מהמלחמות שעשית לאבותינו בימים ההם בזמן הזה. על הניסים ועל הפורקן ועל הגבורות ועל התשואות ועל המלחמות שעשית לאבותינו בימים ההם בזמן הזה J.M. in the A.M. Wednesday morning broadcast from Dubai. Could you imagine? We are in the UAE telling this amazing and incredible story. And um, those of you out there who are uh, following us closely, we had originally uh, mentioned that Jason Greenblatt would hopefully join us to wrap up our trip on our Thursday morning broadcast. But he has fit us in uh, and worked very hard to fit us into his schedule and to actually join us uh, face-to-face, which we greatly appreciate. It's a tremendous honor for us, as uh, everybody recalls. Uh, in the Trump administration, Jason Greenblatt was assistant to the President of the United States and special representative for international negotiations, a position that he held until just a few months ago, I believe. And it is a pleasure to welcome you to ba- back to JM in the AM. I'm honored to be here, but it feels just amazing to see you here in Dubai. You know, I'm a big listener to your show, to so many aspects of your show. And I guess a year ago when I left the White House, I wouldn't have imagined sitting here in Dubai being (laughs) a guest on your show. So thank you for having me. Well, it's a year ago, but I still think you can give us a perspective on some of the things that have happened over the last year. Uh, It is amazing to me. I thought of this on the plane to Dubai. Will people acknowledge that in fact Donald Trump, the President of the United States, is, I don't want to say solely, but, is in the, but, but mostly responsible for what's going on now between the UAE and Israel. And it seems that everyone we speak to from Jerusalem and from here gives him a tremendous amount of credit for all of this happening. I think without him and without Jared Kushner, this deal wouldn't have happened. And of course, we have to give credit to His Royal Highness, the leader of the United Arab Emirates, and to Bibi Netanyahu, without whom also this wouldn't have happened, and Bahrain, Mm -hmm. uh, even Saudi Arabia to some degree because of their overflight. But without the tenacity of the president and Jared Kushner, this deal would not have happened. And I can tell you, this is my fourth trip to the United Arab Emirates since I left the White House three of which were with my family. This is actually the first time I'm flying solo, but I'm only here for a day, so it's not so bad. And I would not have imagined a year ago, or even this past January when I was here with my family, how dramatic the change would be. Um, I knew it was going to come, and I always felt comfortable here, and now I'm seeing such amazing things, weddings and people running around, and of course I'm walking around Dubai with a kippah. Right. Um, and I, I wouldn't have imagined it in January, but it feels exactly like the three years of experience that I had here in the United Emirates, Emirates and frankly throughout the Arab world, the welcoming, the warmth, the respect. Jason Greenblatt with us, and by the way, you celebrated a simcha, a personal family simcha in the UAE, right? An engagement of one of your children? Yes, one of my triplets (laughs) got engaged. And look, that too is just a remarkable thing. As a diplomat, you don't often get to see so quickly the fruits of your labor. And uh, 
I was here for a speech. I was bringing two of my kids with me, one of whom was about to get engaged, my future son-in-law, Eric Weichner, an amazing young man who we're so happy to welcome into our family, suggested, hey, uh, what do you think if I come to the Emirates and surprise your daughter? I said, fantastic. And then uh, we decided we couldn't leave the rest of the family out, so I brought my wife and the rest of this, the kids. Uh, and luckily, uh, Eric's sister and her future uh, husband, her fiancé, were able to join us as well. So imagine my daughter being surprised, getting engaged at the home of a very close Emirati friend of ours in the desert, Ishai wow. Rebo playing on Spotify in the background. <laughs> you know, we're dancing to Hebrew music in the deserts of Dubai. Beautiful, just a beautiful, beautiful, amazing thing. And again, that I wouldn't have conceived of even this past January. Yeah, this is a beautiful country, and uh, we're not overstating it or exaggerating. We talk about how incredible it is to be, to be here, to visit here, and to enjoy the sights and sounds of Dubai. So we have to wrap our heads around the fact that if not for Donald Trump, there would never this type of deal would not exist. That it, that a future administration or any type of administration would not have been able to get Israel and the UAE to the final table necessary to be at to take this big step forward. Absolutely. Look, there was an interesting article in the an editorial in the Wall Street Journal that reminded everybody what Secretary Kerry had said, which is, unless you solve the Palestinian conflict, there will never be peace between Israel and its neighbors. I'm not here to criticize Secretary Kerry or, or predecessors because maybe that was true back then. But we recognized something different. We recognized that while the conflict between Israel and the Palestinians is very important to the Arab countries and it is heavily tied to the discussion, we can indeed separate them and solve some of these, sep some, some of these things separately. Uh, whether that was true years ago, or, uh, years ago or not, I'm not sure. Right. But we saw the opening, and uh, we wouldn't give up, and we were stubborn. And again, just b uh, because of the way President Trump does deals and Jared Kushner and their relationships with the leaders in the region, let's not also forget that there are two problems with the Palestinians. One is the leadership in Ramallah is uh, unwilling to talk, unwilling to negotiate in good faith. You know, they blame the Trump administration for all of our decisions, and that's fine. I don't agree. We don't have to get into that now. That's a totally separate discussion. But they're unprepared to make peace because they really have two leaderships. They have terrorist thugs, Iran-funded in Gaza, that cause tremendous suffering for the Palestinians in Gaza. And they have a leadership in Ramallah that does not unite the entire Palestinian population. And uh, they're unwilling to negotiate directly with Israel. They want to have international conferences, which frankly are a complete waste of time. They want to go after Israel of the United Nations, which they've been successful in doing. But that's not going to bring peace. That's not going to bring better lives to their people. And the Arab countries around Israel understand that. And that's why, among the reasons you're seeing this kind of movement, not to abandon the Palestinians, but they have their own national interests to think about and to worry about and their own people to take care of. When you were an official negotiator for the White House, you would have avoided using some of the terms you just used, I would assume, right? No, actually, on the contrary. Um, you know, people may disagree sometimes with the way President Trump speaks, but it's because of his unwillingness to just speak diplomatically and to his, his uh, insistence of speaking frankly that I actually always use words. Uh, maybe it took me a year to get comfortable in the role, but I don't use the word settlements. I use the word cities and neighborhoods and towns because that's what they are. I try to avoid using the West Bank, or if I say it, I say Judea and Samaria, which some know as the West Bank. And what others should never call occupied Palestinian territory because it's, ju territory because it's just not true. Um, I spoke in front of the United Nations Security Council where everybody's saying that East Jerusalem belongs to the Palestinians. And I pointed out with the State Department's approval that an aspiration is not a right. 
So with President Trump's um, willingness to speak frankly, I was able to change the conversation. David Friedman, Jared Kushner, Avi Berkowitz, the entire administration, of course, Secretary Pompeo, who did some mm. amazing things for the cities and neighborhoods in Judea and Samaria, including his recent visit um, to Psagot. And uh, it's uh, without changing that conversation, we move backwards. So I hope that the new administration, if the new administration comes in, does not go backwards on that. It doesn't help anybody. It drives peace further away. So did you ever, or subsequent to your leaving the White House, did your, any of your associates or, or those that, that replaced you ever say to the leadership of the PA, guys, look at what's going on in the UAE. Look what you could be enjoying. Look at the type of relationship you could have with Israel, how much it would benefit you politically and financially. Does that ever come up in a conversation with their leadership? So their leadership cut off the administration, including me, and, and still, uh, once President Trump made his bold and courageous and historic decision to recognize Jerusalem in December 2017, there have been no real official communications since then. But I do send that message uh, to all of my contacts. I'm still very much in contact with, let's say, um, both private individuals and, you know, people who claim to be middlemen. I don't want to pretend that the Palestinians are sending any kind of unofficial channels. That would be unfair for me, for me to say. But let's go back even before that. What we made clear to them is we have a president who wants to see if he can make peace. Peace has to work. It has to be realistic. It has to be negotiated in good faith. You have several people who are very close to President Trump, so he trusts us. And when we tell you something is going to happen, you should believe it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. So we told them that we were going to close the PLO office in Washington, which we had a legal reason to do because President Abbas had threatened to bring Israel to the International Criminal Court a few months prior at the United Nations General Assembly. Right, right. They didn't believe us. It happened. We told them we were going to recognize Jerusalem as the capital. They didn't believe us. It happened. We told them we were going to cut funding to UNRWA. And we have legitimate reasons to do that, and we can get into that as well if you want. They didn't believe us it was going to happen. We told them the embassy was going to be moved. Again, they didn't believe us. So I think that they were coddled for so many years by other administrations, and they felt that we were not going to follow through on what we told them, and we said the opposite. We said, if we're telling it to you, it's because we know. We know President Trump. He is a man who, when he says something, tries very, very hard to make it happen. So uh, they just they operated uh, in a different space and a different method, and uh, I think they probably should regret it because I think at this point they realize how many benefits they could get from this deal. And we worry as Israel supporters that the next administration may again implement the coddling. I don't think you will find an administration the way the Trump administration was when it came to the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, the Israeli, the U.S.-Israel relationship. Um, my hope is that they at least proceed with the type of philosophy on the Abraham Accords, that they don't roll the clock backwards on the Israeli-Palestinian conflict because that not only will not bring peace, it's just going to damage things. And worse, it's going to make Palestinian lives worse off, not better off. Right. These paper victories mean nothing, and none of them do anything for the 2 million Palestinians in Gaza anyway. So I think, if anything, what they should realize is how we've handled it. They may not agree with, they may not agree with our peace plan. Fine, there's, you know, we could debate that every day of the week, including, by the way, in Israel, where there are many detractors. But I think they should recognize that without taking these issues... Um, and discussing them openly and honestly and stop using the same talking points that'll never happen. The 67 lines, which mean nothing in the context of a peace agreement. East Jerusalem, including Judaism's most holy places as Palestinian territory. Come on, it's just never going to happen. You mentioned you're here for a day. Why? 
Um, I had actually five meetings today. One of my clients called and had two important meetings, and then I was able to add on three more. And you get business done better if you can, uh, although I, I've learned to love Zoom, but you get business done better uh, in, in person. So I came in late last night. I leave tomorrow morning. I want to be home for Shabbos to be with my family. After three years of living apart from my family, I try very, very hard not to separate from them for too long. And you're working with the president since what year? What year did you first start? Uh? I started in uh, January of 97. So <coughs> technically, I worked for him for 23 years, 20 in the private sector and almost three in the White House. And right. uh, yeah, I'm a huge fan. And you look back at the White House experience, I'm sure, with tremendous uh, satisfaction. Oh, my God. It was uh, the honor of a lifetime, a blessing, like all the things that you can never imagine uh, to be able to try to work on a peace agreement with the Palestinians, which even though it was a very tall order, the fact that you could try to do that and to cement the U.S.-Israel relationship the way we did. I mean, it was a whole group of people that deserve the credit from the president on down, but I was so proud to be able to serve on that team. And then to be here in Dubai and see the fruits of that labor, to walk around. By the way, I don't want to make light of the fact that I wear I, I never wear my kippah at work, uh, not because my employer has ever made an issue of it, certainly not Donald Trump, but... I always felt, uh, at least in my generation, when I started my career, was a bit uncomfortable. I didn't want anyone to prejudge me um, and then affect potentially the business of my employer. Right. But when I was here a few weeks ago at JFK, ready to board the Emirates flight, do I take it on? Do I, you know, do I keep it on? Do I take it off? And I decided I'm going to keep it on. I went on. I had my tefillin on, my talus on, which I didn't do in the White House. I usually waited until I was in a private area, either in the airport or in once landed. Um, and I walk around Dubai with my kippah. I walk around in the mall. People come up to me and say, Shalom. They think I'm Israeli till they speak <laughs> to me. you know. And they just want to have conversations. And uh, that is a dramatic shift. And look, I'll be honest. There are cities in Europe that I don't feel comfortable sure, wearing yeah, We kippah. were just talking about that. But, wear but, a hat. You, but you're one of the reasons that we're able to do this. You, uh, you, thank you, God. I'm <laughs> not kidding. You, we, we, are, we, we talk about being here at, in a historic week and telling this historic story to our listeners and bringing it closer to home. And we're sitting with someone who is responsible, along with others, as you described, for history that's no longer in the making, history that's now history and such an important part of modern Jewish history. Absolutely. You know, when I was here a few weeks ago, I had joined a Friday night minion. Uh, I'm not at minion all the time now because of COVID. It, my dad was 91, lives with us, so my family is super careful, although I'm here in Dubai. <laughs> but uh, it was beautiful to be sitting in this minion, overlooking, you know, the outdoors, beautiful davening, you know, loud and proud. And I thought to myself, like, wow, you know, I was a part together with lots of other people, but I was a part of making this happen. And it's an amazing feeling. What a feeling it is. I hope you're writing it down and uh, that we'll have your <laughs> memoirs one day to reflect on, which would be nice. I, 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 Before I let you go, because I know that some of my listeners will demand that I ask you this, I hope it doesn't put you in an uncomfortable situation. But do you think as an observer that there'll be a uh, peaceful transition in Washington come January the 20th? I, I think so. I think that, look, President Trump is a fighter, and if he thinks he is not being treated fairly, he's going to fight as hard as he can until he can't. Um, but I don't, you know, he is not an, he's not what everybody else is painting him out to be in the mainstream media, but he is a fighter, and he thinks he has a good faith basis to challenge it, and uh, it'll be up to the courts, and if they have, uh, if they can prove their case, then good for him, and if they can't, I'm sure that there'll be a peaceful transition of power. He's a He's a patriot through and through. Uh, he believes in the story of America and the dream of America. He might have a different vision than 
um, the new leadership coming in, but I'm not concerned about that at all. Well, I uh, take this opportunity to say thank you on behalf of the world Jewish community and those who love Israel because the role that you've had has been so significant and it's been an absolute uh, pleasure uh, watching you go through all this over the last few years and represent the administration and our people so well and it's something we don't take lightly and we're very, very uh, proud of all your accomplishments and I hope that you will uh, graciously accept this Nahum Siegel Network Dubai 2020 shirt because Mr. Greenblatt, I'm sure, with everything you've been presented with over the years, and all the gifts and the wonderful gestures that you've seen in this region, in the world, and others, I'm sure this is among the most prized possessions that you will take out of Dubai. Can I assume I'm correct? Yeah, I will <laughs> add this to my museum of uh, things, but thank you. This It's a real honor to be here. Um, I love your show. I love thank what you, you do. Thank you for all that you do for the Jewish community thank and for you. Israel, and thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much. Jason Greenblatt, everybody, of course, served in the Trump administration as assistant to the President of the United States and special representative for international negotiations and one of the people to whom the Jewish people and lovers of Israel are indebted to uh, for what he has done over the years. And uh, I just want to introduce to you our chairman, Mr. Ralph Rosenbaum, who's chairing, chairing this. Also a Jersey boy like the rest of us. And uh, he is chairing this trip and has been with us as the lay leader uh, for this journey to Dubai. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you again. Uh, Jason Greenblatt on his way to another meeting uh, that's filling his day, but he did find time for us for a face-to-face -face conversation. It's much appreciated uh, that he has uh, uh, taken the time to join us. And yes, everybody, we are living history and we're actually witnesses to it. We are seeing the sights and we're uh, hearing the sounds and enjoying what's happening here in the UAE uh, in this very significant time of UAE-Israel relationships. Uh, James Brennig is with us. He's the CEO of Apex. Apex owns Bayview Tower, Kosher Foods UAE, and Midtown Bagel. You're going to have to do some explaining uh, for us so I know exactly what's happening here. First of all, welcome to the show. Now, is this are you are you here as a visitor, a resident? Uh, is this a? Um, so I came to the sorry, I came to Dubai uh, for the first time about a month ago. Um, but I've got friends and partners who are living out here for a couple of years already now. Um, so we got involved. Uh, this is actually this is all happening very fast, as you know. I like, could imagine everything here is going <laughs> at, at an intense speed. Um, but yeah, so so we set up Apex Holdings uh, a little while ago um, with the idea being that we want to kind of make it easy for people coming over from whether it's from Israel, America or the UK or wherever they're coming from. Um, Jews coming over for the first time uh, to Dubai uh, that want to set up business here. We want to make it easy for them, right? That's what we want to do. We want to make sure that this deal, you know, it's obviously a historic deal. You're sure. talking with sure. incredible people over here. Um, we want to make sure that we can do whatever we can to help help it go smoothly and make it and make things uh, a success so that the rest of the world can kind of look at this deal and, and, and go forward and uh, use this as a, as an example. So are these entities now in the so, UAE? So these are now entities in the UAE. This is, you know, we've done a lot of work in the last couple of weeks uh, and months. Um, so I'll just run through some of them. Sure. So Apex Holdings, uh, we, we, we have a joint venture with a company called VirtuZone, which are one of the largest uh, corporate services providers here in the UAE. Um, so, you know, if you need a company set up, you need a bank account, you need residency, visas for employees, all that kind of stuff. Um, they've registered over 40,000 businesses in the last uh, couple of years. Um, so these are the guys to go to. You know, we spoke to quite a few companies. These are the guys. They know what they're doing. It's the easiest way to get it done. Um, and that's that's really, again, you know, that's that's what Apex does. So Apex is, is about helping people get those relationships and, 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 and come into to the UAE and make your business a success. Um, then we have Bayview Tower. So yeah. Bayview Tower is a tower in Business Bay. It's a great location, great views. How far from here? Uh, 
seven minutes maybe. Okay. Um, so yes, yeah, so it's pretty close. It's 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 really good location. Um, you're kind of in the middle of everything. You know, you're about 20 minutes from the airport, um, and it's it's something where you know it's a, a local partner of ours, and it's an it's a pretty empty building at the moment, and we want to kind of fill up with Israeli and Jewish businesses, so we can kind of have like a hub of. Jewish business here in Dubai. <laughs> That's where the Minchaminion will be. That's where the Minchaminion <laughs> is. That'll be my office on the third floor. Um, <laughs> so yeah, there's that. Then actually the Midtown Bagel plays right into that because downstairs in Bayview Tower, we're opening up uh, Midtown Bagel, which is the first, going to be the first uh, kosher bagel, New York bagels. These are real New York bagels floating from New York. I mean, uh, who, who's going to own that establishment? Do we know the person? Um, so Is it someone from America? This is, all, this is all Apex Holdings. No, but meaning the person running it is going to be someone from the UAE. Who who knows how to run a bagel store? I'm asking. So that's <laughs> now in the UAE. So we have we have a couple of partners um, out of the US, uh, UK, Israel, and Gibraltar, um, and you know we've got different uh, CEOs locally for each venture. Wow. Um, so yeah, so we, I don't have to worry. It'll be in good hands. These are these are good bagels. So we actually <laughs> have a Midtown bagel in Gibraltar, where I'm from, uh, where I live now. Um, these are real New York bagels. We sell them out of Gibraltar, uh, and it's a pretty cool. Pretty cool location over there that we have, and this is now our second one, which we're opening up in Dubai. Um, I, have to, I have to come to the Persian Gulf <laughs> to find out where there's kosher food available in Gibraltar. Uh, and then Kosher Foods UAE. Kosher Foods UAE. So we got here, and we realized that there's a real problem of being able to get um, a decent supply of kosher food. Um, starting with a good hersha is, is, is going to be something that we want to make sure you know people can access. Um, so we set up a joint venture um, together with Hermalis. I don't know if you've heard of those guys, but Hermalis are the, are yeah. the guys who do... Or the airline meals, right? Right, yeah, it sounds familiar to me. Yeah. So that's one of the things that they do, but actually a lot of people don't know that they actually have a huge catering business, um, and they send food all around the world. So the Ritz Club, in Maya- the Ritz Yacht Club in Miami is supplied by Hermalis. Um, so we partnered up with them and a couple of other suppliers, um, like Keiko in America. Um, and we we're know them well. You know we know them very well. well. Those are great guys. <laughs> uh, and we, and we, that's what we're doing. We're supplying kosher food to kind of all the establishments here. We're, we're working with probably over 100 hotels at the moment um, to supply kosher food. So a lot of them, you know, want raw ingredients. They're setting up their own kitchen. We can do that. Um, and a lot of them just want, you know, they want available options in, in the freezer downstairs that they can have and heat something up for when a guest comes. Um, so everything's double wrapped. It still comes with a great hersha. It's, uh, you know, it's very easy. Right now, actually, um, you know, you've been here now this week. I don't know if you noticed, it's pretty hard to get kosher food. Yes, we did notice. <laughs> um, <laughs> Although so I have to give credit to those who are trying. They're trying it's, very it's, hard. It's not, it's not for lack of trying. Right. It's just the demand has gone through the roof. Correct. The, I don't think anybody could have predicted this level Correct. of demand. Um, and, and, you know, people are coming here and they're liking the place. And then I'm getting 50 calls a day from people saying, you know, I want to head out there where I go, what I do. Everybody's excited to come in. And, and you know, one of the things I've told some of my new Emirati friends this isn't a deal, really, that, that, that the UAE's done with Israel. It's a deal that the UAE's done with a Jewish nation. Yeah, no question. Right? So it's, it's, you've got Jews coming in from America, from yeah. the UK. I've got five or six friends here from the UK just this week. Um, so food is a massive problem. Again, like not for lack of trying. There's some great stuff here already. Ellie's kitchen is, is, is absolutely right. great, but just demand is insane. Correct. Impossible to keep up. The Armani did some great stuff. Correct. In, impossible to keep up. We tried to get a reservation there when it was possible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's just, it's crazy. I was, hit, I was able <laughs> to get a reservation last time I came. <laughs> I should have um, got on your coattails. Yeah, we just want to be able to bring kosher food right. here. And, and as from January, there'll be a lot more options. There's, there are some people flying stuff, stuff in, so it'll be before the end of December, but really January. James Brennig is here. It sounds like it's all about speed. You guys, when you, when you heard the news, you said, if we don't jump into action, someone else is going to jump into action. We'd like to be there first. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it wasn't really about getting in there first. It was just there was the opportunity there, so we right. kind of took it. Um, um, but also, I had friends here and partners here f- who have been here for a long time. They know the market. 
Um, I think one of the things that's probably going to happen is a lot of people are going to kind of jump in and trip up because they don't know how to right. work with all the local how to partners. How deal locally, right? Yeah. Um, one thing that's very important, just one piece of advice, is always get a local partner. Right. right? A lot of people are going to think, you know, that's I for any myself. part of the world. You're saying yeah. it's for every any part yeah, of the world, sure. but I think especially in Dubai, um, you, you know, you need to have somebody who knows their way around. Um, find a local partner. We, we've got some really great in all the different businesses. We have kind of really great local Emiratis right. who are our friends and our business partners, and and it really helps to make things go smoothly. How long does it take to go from Gibraltar to Dubai? Uh, you got to find a way to get here because it, there's no direct flights. So there's not even a connecting flight, so you kind of have to find a nearby airport. Um, so I came on the way here. I came from. I, I flew to the UK first from Spain. And then from, from London, I was able to get a later flight to Dubai. Wow. On the way back, I've got to go via Abu Dhabi to Munich, to Malaga, to Gibraltar. Wow. So it's about 20-something hours, uh, but it's wow. worth it. A 20-hour trip with all those connections. That's unbelievable. A pleasure meeting you. Real pleasure meeting you as James well. Brennick, CEO of Apex, with all these incredible holdings and interests in the UAE, especially vis-a-vis -vis the Jewish and kosher world. Thank you so much, James. Uh, more coming up on a very special Wednesday. Oh, we didn't present the shirt. Let's do this. James Brennick is not going to take a 20-hour trip to Gibraltar without his NSN, Nahum Siegel Network Dubai 2020 gear. He's got it. He has now evidence for everybody in Gibraltar that he was part of our historic broadcast Thank you, Nahum. from this Dubai. This is going to be my new favorite T-shirt. I Thank appreciate you. that Thank very, very much. much. Spread the word. More coming up at JM in the AM. We will uh, continue with uh, Gershon Varoba on this Wednesday morning.
Jam in the AM. Follow us on social media, especially on Instagram, Nahum Single Network. Again, follow us on social media. Also, Mayor Kruger's posting away. The guy doesn't stop. You'll see my face more on his Instagram than his face. M. Kruder on Instagram. That's M. Kruder. But again, follow us on all social media, uh, Nahum Siegel Network. And boy, this show has certainly picked up, to say the least. Some amazing guests. I want to thank everybody who um, has been stopping by, including Jason Greenblatt, which was really cool to have him on the air. Um, I'll have to make sure to alert everybody that it's uh, a on Wednesday. Uh, today, uh, he'll um, uh, his interview is on. Originally, we thought he would wrap things up with us tomorrow here from Dubai. Uh, Avi Lieberman is here, and I'm told that this is going to turn this show into more of a lighthearted uh, conversation. He is the first Israeli <laughs> to ever do this. is quite a distinction. Call Guinness this is the first Israeli to ever do stand-up in the UAE. That's how bad my career has become. That's how <laughs> awful it has got. I have that to this fly is the thing. <laughs> to the Emirates to get stage time. Like, that's how ridiculous the United States and Israel, for that matter, have become recently. So, Well, no joke. Excuse yeah. the pun. Uh, unfortunately, I yeah. assume in Israel. I wish I was kidding. Yeah. Because of COVID, there's just nothing open at the moment. Yeah, point. I landed in Israel from L.A. August 4th, and we were doing uh, shows uh, benefiting the Kobe Mandel Foundation. I do comedy for Kobe sure. a few times a year, and um, we were doing shows for, like, donors are like 30, 40 people at a time, whatever was legally allowed. And then once the lockdown kicked in right before the high holidays, all my friends called me and tell me and went, get out. <laughs> it's awful. Uh, so then I went to Greece and I spent Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur there, came back. Is that I've, more open in terms of COVID? Yeah, it was completely open when I went. Uh, you had to wear a mask indoors, but right. even they were kind of iffy. Their, their rate was so low because uh, I think it's just sort of that outdoor community. You know, uh, I got off the train. It was just like no one's wearing a mask outside, you know, so it felt normal. And uh, then I came back, and sort of Israel just became my base to go travel to whatever country was green. Um, you know, when were you booked for the UAE? Um, it's, once I saw the UAE was green, I, I did uh, Greece, Bulgaria, Serbia. And then the UAE was green, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to try to go there. And as soon as they announced the peace treaty, I started to look into it. And um, I had a flight booked for December 1st. And then, of course, I go to the airport, and they wouldn't let me on the plane because I didn't have a clearance from the guy. Just this ridiculous. I, I booked it so early. Uh, I didn't book it directly on Fly Dubai. I booked it through my Chase Visa. And there's some obscure rule that the airline has to send you a thing so you can get on the thing. Even people in line, at, that's how you know I think I was right. When people in line at the airport, Jews behind it are backing me up, screaming at the uh, <laughs> lady, like, well, we didn't have to do that. Like, well, you booked through Dubai. Like, no one knew this ridiculous rule. So and they didn't let me on. And, and I all, immediately rebooked. And so. all the countries you just mentioned, you did shows in those countries? Um, or you just uh, visited those no, countries? No, I visited those. They asked in Greece, but, I, like, we really didn't have time to arrange it. Um, in Bulgaria, the, the one night that I was there, the stand-up was in Bulgarian. Like, it wasn't in English, English. but they inquired. And then also in Serbia, I visited the comedy club. But again, I, I met the owner there. Uh, she's super nice. And she wants to do an English night. But the, again, it was that night was particularly was just in, you know, in Serbian. Can you gain so, something from visiting a comedy club that's not in English? Can you gain from the experience? Yeah, I just go to these countries to pick up material because I'm out. I have like three shows coming up uh, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday online. For Is there material there? It's, Oh, yeah, that's, that's why I'm going, pretty much. Like, no, I'm just teasing. Uh, but <laughs> no, for the experience. But, yeah, you always, obviously, as a comic, you have to kind of keep an open mind and eye looking for things that pop up. So, And then uh, it's once I was here, a friend of mine, actually, once I booked the trip, my friend Adam Bloom was actually, he's uh, a very funny comedian from England. And I just went online, and he happened to be working at the Laughter Factory here 
So I contacted him. He goes, yeah, it's a great room. And the woman who runs it, Gail, is a super sweetheart. And I messaged, you know, contacted her. She's like, absolutely, come in and do a guest spot. That'd be great. And that happens it's, tomorrow? Yeah, so yeah. Then tomorrow nights I'll be at the Laughter Factory. In Dubai? Uh, yeah. And it, it's, it, it rotates. It goes from, like, certain hotels to certain hotels. And it, it's kind of, she's under a... a you know, a teeny bit of restriction also based on the COVID. She can't, like, completely pack the place right. as normal, so she has a certain amount of head. She's Are there it. restrictions on what you can talk about tomorrow night because um, you're in a uh, sensitive I, country? Yeah, I didn't ask, but I'm certainly not going <laughs> to push gonna the ask. limits in terms of, like, <laughs> what I'm allowed to say. So <laughs> I'll save that for Israel. No, I'm just teasing. Um, yeah, no, it, it's just basic uh, assumptions. I mean, um, it's like I'll talk about people ask, they ask me, like, are, are you afraid? to go to, you know, the UAE. I'm just like, I'm a Jew who grew up in Texas in the 80s. Like, I think I'll be fine. What city are you from in Texas? Houston. The great Houston, Texas. Yes. You know, Manhattan, we call it Houston. It's, oh, yeah, south of Houston Street. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And the funny thing is, in Houston, <laughs> I grew up on a street called Herald Square. That's it. That is funny, is that? actually. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's true. Uh, I'm told we have a member of our staff from Houston, uh, uh, Mr. Pollock, I believe. Yes. Yeah, I, I don't know where he's a hanging out. Hello, Astros. But I'm told, correct. Uh, Avi Lieberman is here. Um, do you do a lot of jokes tomorrow night about Israel? Are there a lot of jokes about Jews and Israel that they um, might find funny about your and our culture? Um, th- th- again, you want to relate it, so I don't know what the audience is going to be. So then sometimes I'll just like ask, like, where are people from? And someone told me that six out of every seven people in Dubai are not from here. Right. So it's, uh, English has seemed to be the first language here, so that was right. interesting to me. That it's just the assumption is when you walk into some place, it's not even, you know, you don't even go, do you speak English? They're just like, can I help you? Um, so it's one of those things where it's just assumed. But it's, I'll try to gauge, you know, because I've performed in a lot of places all over the world, like, I have material about, you know, England and South Africa and things like that. So it's not um, foreign to me. But it's, you try to do the jokes that you kind of know work everywhere. But I picked up some things about being here. I heard an interesting so, conversation know. with Trevor Noah. You've heard of him, right? Yeah, sure. And he was talking about traveling the world and knowing and scientifically analyzing what would work where and why. Oh, and, yeah. And it, yeah. That must go through your head all the time. Well, uh, my friend uh, Arlene, who actually helped arrange this for me, she was uh, she's booked me for uh, Arlene Greenhouse. She is kind of like my manager internationally. So she uh, she booked this. Um, that she's booked shows for me in England, and she was the one who contacted Gail and knows her. And she said, and do this stuff that you used to do in London. You know, that'll work great there. And it, uh, you know, so you just kind of have to gauge. And remember Ashley Blaker checking with yeah, us? I, I, if I use this yeah. word. In an Upper East Side club, well, they know what I'm talking about. And it turned out that he had to change the language. because Yeah, I have, like, one joke for a punchline where I use the word uh, trunk instead of the word boot. So and, uh, I'm curious to see. That, and I, just out of my own curiosity, I want to try it uh, tomorrow just to see if they know well, what I'm talking about. Well, they get it. It's, yeah, because even someone who's English, if they were to say I put it in the boot, I, I'd know what they mean. Right. You know, so even if they're British, I would assume if we said trunk... They would know what we mean. People so, don't know, realize the stress guys like you're under. I'm yeah, telling you. I'm you, just excited to be in front of human beings again, you know, <laughs> just to be able to perform in front of a person. I can imagine. How do you deal with hecklers? Do you have hecklers at your shows? Um, yeah. Um, People who shout you know, things out in the middle? I mean, look, it depends on where you're performing. Like, if I'm in Vegas or something, like that's usually not tolerated. They'll come over and, like, you know, ask them to leave. Or Seriously? Them to shut up. Yeah, it's kind of a myth. You know, you'll see in movies, and it's just right. these hecklers can go crazy, and they just let it go. That's usually not going to happen. Only Don you know, Rickles I, had that experience. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like talking to the crowd, but nine times out of ten, it, you know, people have paid money. They want to have a good show. They don't want some drunken buffoon right. you know, ruining it or anything. But uh, it, it, yeah, if people get too out of line, they're usually asked to stop or the staff will tell them to go. But, uh, th- th- I mean, the shows in Israel, if I'm talking to them, they're they're pretty – they're fine. We rarely have issues where it's, you know, out of control. All right, Avi, you knew I was going to ask you this. Funniest thing about the UAE. 
What is the funniest thing about walking around this Let's town? Let's see. What can I legally say? Oh, currently? <laughs> yeah, the, what's the funniest thing about right this now, town? The amount of Jews that have gotten in my camera shots when I've been trying to take photos. <laughs> they're they're photobombing every one of your just shots. Like, yeah, can you get out of the way? I'm just like, yeah, hey, you too. And, yeah, and then we start screaming at each other in Hebrew. I'm just like, Isn't that's it amazing how much everywhere. Hebrew you've heard here? Everywhere. Yeah. And uh, it's the fact that, oh, this happened last night. I was uh, Jeremy was on earlier, yeah. right? So and, uh, we met for dinner. Right. And uh, there's, there's this group of Haredim, just like hang around, you know, pay us down to their shoulders. It's, and I walk by and I look at this one guy, and it's, he looks familiar. And then, I don't know where we, but he looked at me and he go, he starts referencing a couple of jokes from my act. He's like, I have jokes about like my friend Russell, who's not Jewish, asking me about some of the more obscure holidays. He's like, what's that, uh, that holiday, suck it? I was like, Sukkot, <laughs> Russell. Like that other one, shove it, Shavuot, right? So this guy looks at me and he just goes, shove it, <laughs> suck it. I go, yeah, that's me. That's, and he goes, I've seen your show. And um, so we That's start how you know they've actually yeah, seen the show. I mean, and they're from Belgium. It's not like, you know, right. I don't know whether this guy was in Israel or whatever it was. And uh, it's, they were ravenously hungry. That, and they didn't realize that you had to make a reservation at right. the kosher place uh, at the bottom of the Armani Hotel. Right. And Jeremy, and I schmoozed with them and I brought them over and they were so thankful. It's, and Jeremy had made a reservation, so and he'd eaten there the night before. So the manager knew him, and they were buddies, and he kind of said, hey, listen, can you help these guys out? You know, And they got him a seat. They were so thankful that at the end, like, we come over, we, you know, Jeremy, Jeremy was treating me. It was nice <laughs> enough as it is. And uh, he asked for the check, and the waiter's like, no, it's been taken care of. He was like, what? And the guys were, like, waving at us, like, no, we got it. Don't worry. Very just nice. like, what? That, you know? And in the end, like, it was business stuff. They were both working, like, business stuff. So they exchange each other's numbers. Right. This guy's like, little oh, networking, wanna... right? Little yeah, networking. yeah, that's apparently like what Dubai is. Like it's just a right. giant business. That's news. true. Um, you know, so it's interesting. But maybe, yeah, maybe they'll be in place. the room tomorrow night at the laughter uh, factory. Yeah, you know? I think they fly out today. Too. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I warned them that they're staying at the Atlantis, and I went there the first day I was here, which is a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, that's quite a place. Yeah. And then I got, so I was like, oh, I'll just get some ice cream at 12 bucks. I'm just like, uh, what? How much again? <laughs> Luckily, I didn't do the conversion while I was standing there. I just, you know, once you've ordered it, you feel like an idiot if you don't eat it. So anything ha- anything uh, worked in uh, tomorrow night's uh, routine about the holiday of Hanukkah since tomorrow night is the first well, night Well, I was going to say, I never thought I would say this performing the first night in UAE, but happy Hanukkah, everybody. Tonight's the first <laughs> night. So just that alone seems strange enough. That's, That's a I good have, opening. <laughs> I have jokes about where I say, uh, that you know, that we do have cultural appropriations, but let's be honest, like the gift giving we just stole right. it from christmas <laughs> correct but we suck at it like if you look at the gifts because we try to make it better like oh we get eight they get one but, like have you seen what they get we're they're getting, awful like, they're getting like laptops uh, houseboats <laughs> cars know, cars yeah we get like eight mediocre to crappy gifts oh a pair of pants. that we're never gonna use again <laughs> yeah chocolate coins i'm like this is not cutting it like you should just let we're the so bad at it let the that, that, have that car with the ribbon ain't showing yeah, up in our home it just sucks <laughs> and we are so bad at it like they're i'd rather get the one you know, yacht as opposed to the <laughs> yes, understood. crappy things that we're getting. So Avi Lieberman, I, I, I feel like uh, Johnny Carson. Uh, tomorrow night at the Laughter Factory here yeah, in the UAE, downtown yeah, Dubai. If you want, people can go. We actually have three shows online, uh, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday for the Kobe Mandel Foundation. Yeah, so comedyforkobe.com, K-O-B-Y. Uh, w.comedy for K-O-B-Y, comedy for Kobe. And you can tune in for that all over the world. That'll be uh, 8 p.m. Israel time, so 10 a.m., West Coast, 1 p.m. East Coast. All right, and obviously and, uh, through some type of Zoom. Uh, yeah, it's myself. The, the, I'm emceeing every night, but we have, like, phenomenal comedians. All, like, you know, Tonight Show, Letterman, Ferguson, Conan. Oh, nice. You know, Jessica Kirsten's on it, Don McMillan. 
which Brad, I, I'm forgetting a bunch. But and uh, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, you said? Sunday, Monday, Sunday, Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, right, so check people want to tune in for that. And all the money goes straight to the foundation, so it's, it's good stuff. It's great having you on. Yeah, thanks for having me. And good luck tomorrow night. Thank you. I'm going to need it. <laughs> <laughs> Make us proud. Avi Lieberman, Comedy for Kobe. Check it out, everybody, online and to participate in the shows next week. And if you happen to be in the UAE tomorrow night in the first night of Hanukkah, check out the Laughter Factory. And by the way, Avi, before you go, uh, we have the uh, evidence that you'll need to show your family and friends that you were here as part of the NSN Dubai 2020 mission. All right, love it. There I love you go. T-shirts. Love the, swag. So that, <laughs> that's yours. Uh, Wear it with pride. Oh, I will. I'm going to be throwing this in everybody's <laughs> face in Israel that's while they're still trapped. So. <laughs> while they're, uh, yeah, that may be the way of put, to put yeah. it, actually. Thanks, Avi. Avi Lieberman, everybody, uh, here on JM in the AM. A Wednesday morning broadcast, and this uh, has been Quite an adventure, to say the least, with some amazing guests. Uh, day two of our journey uh, here to the UAE. Make sure to be tuned in tomorrow uh, to um, our Thursday morning broadcast and, of course, to our live lunch segment, which will take place after it's all over, uh, after our... Um, after our um I get so distracted. It's amazing. <laughs> I, I can't even keep a straight face. Um, uh, anyway, make sure to be tuned in. <laughs> Uh, all through of our, our, our amazing programming. Uh, more coming up, including our thank yous and our final words for a Wednesday morning JM in the AM if you keep it right here at the Nothing Single Network.
J.M. in the A.M. I want to remind you about our friends at uh, Partners in Torah and PartnersInTorah.org, 1-800-STUDY-42, 1-800-STUDY, the number four, and the number two. Make sure to become a teacher, or I should say a mentor or student by going to PartnersInTorah.org. This portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H, Abel's and Hyman makes traditional kosher delicacies, pastrami, corned beef, salami, and more. We gotta set them up with James. Old world classics, beef fry, kishka, and more. Who's James? James, who was just on from Apex. Oh, that James. Yeah. And modern, better for you kosher products, including no nitrate added, reduced fat, and reduced sodium hot dogs, plus many other unique items. Visit the website at kosherdogs.net and try A and H today. Our friends at Artscroll are offering an amazing deal right now. If you use promo code radio, I don't know what that means. If you use promo code radio. That's the gentleman who wants a shout out, who's taking care of Avi's meals. Ah. Uh, if you use promo code radio, good thing he speaks no English. You get free shipping, no minimum, and twenty percent off with promo code radio at artsgirl.com on all three thousand titles. Shout out to Tzvi Kogan, Tzvi Kogan, <laughs> Shalom, Shalom. <laughs> Thank you for all your help. Avi Lieberman's new best friend, Tzvi <laughs> That's Kogan. That's right. Right. <laughs> Thank you for all your help Brothers here. Brothers from spot. another mother. Uh, a big thank you to our friends at Aaron's Casino Farms and Aaron's West Orange. Aaron's Casino Farms and Aaron's West Orange. Not only great shopping experiences and wonderful specials for your uh, Hanukkah needs, but also tremendous bakeries mm-hmm. and, which is important for Hanukkah. Yeah, of course, they have specialty donuts. Right. And yeah. also so many amazing and incredible decorative items for your table and for your family for Hanukkah. Check out Aaron's Casino Farms and Aaron's West Orange. A big thank you again to Simon Jacob for joining us earlier and to Joe Rosazada. And to our chairman, Ralph Rosenbaum, Rosenbaum Financial Services, 1-800-TAX-CPA2, 1-800-TAX-CPA2, or taxcpa2.com. It's the end of the year. You have to speak to Ralph about financial planning. Tis the season, shall we say. Exactly. Yeah. And we'll speak more with Ralph during and after the trip about financial planning during the month of December. <laughs> we have to give Ralph a little bit of a break from us before we w- he wants to talk to us again, I think. Really? I don't know. We're a lot to handle. Uh, Morty, exhausting. Morty Getz and everybody at ShopEichlers.com. Mayor Cruder of Cruder Photography. KosherTravelers.com with David Wallace and company. Ariella Steinreich and Steinreich Communications. Cross River Bank. Thank you, Jules Gate and, uh, and um, Phil Goldfeder. And thanks to all our regular sponsors, including the Rothenberg Law Firm at InjuryLawyer.com. Brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listener-sponsored digital radio, around the world, the web, and NahumSiegel.com, on the NahumSiegel Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. And a big thank you going out to Rabbi Duchman and everybody here at Chabad in Dubai. Never thought we'd be at Chabad in Dubai, but here we are. Rabbi Duchman, I thank you and your family and your staff and everybody who made us feel so welcome here in this beautiful outdoor environment right outside of your amazing shul. Thank you to all of our guests on this Wednesday morning broadcast. 
especially uh, Jason Greenblatt, who made a yeoman's effort to get here and got here in prime time for us to speak with him in the 8 o'clock hour. Incredible effort by our guests today. Yeah, a lot of effort by yep. our guests today, all of them, and we thank them all very, very much. A big thank you to our entire team, Miriam Alwalik, Yoni Pollock, Avrami Finkelstein, Yigal Siegel, Mark Zamek, Matas Weingast, all of our staff, all of our wonderful hosts, Mayor Kruder, our photographer, and, and, ZK. A, and of course our chairman, Mr. Ralph Rosenbaum, and ZK, who I'm told has been a consultant on his end for our needs. He's so happy we didn't schlep him, he's happy to take our call. On our end. <laughs> Have a fabulous Wednesday. Till tomorrow from Dubai, Nahum Siegel reminding you, remember to pass, live the present, and trust the future.